connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con. I am Ryan. I'm joined by the usual gang of idiots, but we also have a special guest. Hi, Kendall. Hi. How are you today? I'm so good. It's Thanks a long time no see. I know. It's been a really long time. It has been. Actually. Yeah. I don't remember when it's I It's because you keep before. leaving and going and doing cool things like living in Seattle and running film festivals and yeah. yeah. It's a lot. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Where all have you been? Um, this year. Well, oh shit, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Man, way to make us feel old and sad and depressing in our lives. Where we sit here and talk um, about movies and you go live them. No, I think, I think since the last time I've been here, I've only been to Seattle and Telluride and Austin. Yeah. Right? Probably. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's a lot. That's I was just in Seattle for a really long time, so true. it felt like longer. True. Cool. Well, welcome back. Yeah. We're excited to have you. I'm excited to be here, guys. Good. We also have James. Hi. Zach. Yo. Brad. What up? We're the real nerds. Every week we go see a new movie, and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Masterminds. Well, me, I did. J- Brad, you see it? I did. Zach? Yes, I did. James, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. Kendall, did you see it? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, uh, that's all right. So I you know. and James can sit on your uh, gondola and not be part of it. <laughs> a gondola? I'll do it. <laughs> a gondola sounds amazing. I'll do it. Oh, on, on that note, I've always wanted to hear the Italian version of this podcast. <laughs> Venetian oh, gondola man. or like ski resort gondola? I was thinking like uh, like scenic, like summertime ski resort. No, I was going with the, was, no, was going with the uh, Italian one. Yeah, I was thinking someone was singing to us. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking like Aspen in June. Would you That's like McConaughey? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, work on your Italian. I, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think McConaughey is an Italian name. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I trying mean, to it, find it, the one it, thing that matches in your life. <laughs> your your Italian needs to be as good as Brad Pitt's and Inglorious Bastards, and then we'll talk, all right? Cormo. Grancy. <laughs> <laughs> If it is an Italian name, I, I need to go do some rewrites on the biography I've been I've been writing in the <laughs> time. See, you like that deep cut from movies? Yes. That was a deep cut from a movie. Yeah. Uh, deep deep cut from movies is the new podcast that Kendall and I are going to start. Uh, yeah, no one will listen to it. Oh, fuck off. I'll listen to it. <laughs> you know why? Because I am the star of this one. <laughs> you take me away. If you go on to iTunes, our lowest rated episodes are the ones that's just you and Brad. Oh. Yeah, but that's because on those episodes, do you, you make like know. a spreadsheet? Wait, does that I do. So that means the ones I've hosted are in the middle? No. Uh... <laughs> so, so what happens is it goes. They're not even listed. The, the, <laughs> they're so low. The, the bottom of the barrel is Brad and James. Then it goes you, Brad and James. And then there's my solo episode. And then everything else is. Oh come on! I put myself in the bottom too. Still ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how counting to two works. But we also talk about movie news, movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, what's playing at the Alamo, and when we go around town with Brad. In fact, 
that's probably where we're going to start. We're going to go around town in Brad's Tuk Tuk. What? Those those Thai oh, I know taxis. Tuk- yeah. See, I'm now I'm, I'm going worldwide, guys. <laughs> yeah, you're like into you're worldwide like, transportation like right now, Mister Worldwide. See, here. you're wondering how I know this is. I watch a bunch of Mickey Mouse shorts with my little guy, and he's like all over the world now. Quit bragging, God. <laughs> hey, you have a life and kids. We get it. Sheesh. All right, this is what's going on around town. All right, Midnight at the Esquire this week is Paranorman. Oh, sweet. Oh, snap. And the drive-in is Storks, Sully, and Don't Breathe. Oh, no. So one thing that flies, one thing that crashes, and one thing that murders. (laughs) Yep, they're gearing up for their Halloween season, right? (laughs) Right? I really hope Storks is the thing that crashes. How is it doing? Is it doing well? Yeah, it helped me uh, win my uh, fantasy this week. Thank you, Brad. Oh, did the results finally come in? Well, the estimates. Yeah. So. The estimates are going to change it. I'm going to come out on top. I'm really close to Jason's total, so uh, hopefully it doesn't change too much. That's a problem. I always vote with my heart, and so I never would put storks on there because I'm like, not fuck me. That I thing. fucked up too bad in the first two weeks, and it's taken me forever. I'm slowly like chipping away, but not enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll never come back because I'll never vote for storks. Anyway, go ahead, Brad. And then uh, the last thing is the Bug Theater is doing the stage. Uh, uh, presentation of Night of the Living Dead for like all the weekends in October. So go check that what? out. I think it's like nice. 15 bucks. I didn't know that. Bugtheater.org for information. So uh, who's playing Ben? Oh, I don't know. Well, then how are you supposed to hype it? We don't know shit, Brad. <laughs> I, uh, I thought you had like the inside in there. I saw it two years ago. They do it every year in October. So Does it follow the movie pretty well? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I, they do because um, I mean, structurally, it works as a play. Yeah, like a, a lot of the outdoor scenes of the movie, they just do, they reenacted them in a video, so they just play that on the screen above, and then when those scenes end, they just transition back into the house. And has uh, this stage been setup. adapted by the Bug Theater, or is it like a like a play around? You know, I think it's adapted by the Bug. I don't because they have the Equinox Theater Company, but I don't know if this is actually their thing. It might just be the Bug. Well, everybody, if you really if you want to, it's good. Adapt I Night saw of Living it. Dead, you can because there's no copyright on it. Yeah, so. yeah that's the, the the sad mistake that I made a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, or uh, you made your film and there's a bunch of prints of it, and then it, the warehouse caught on fire and melted all the prints. Yeah, and then the ones they put out didn't have a copyright on it, and then you're George Romero and you don't make any money off Night of the Living Dead. I'm sure he's doing okay by now. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, I mean he's like 87. Yeah. Smoking all the time. If See, not, it's too late. See, sometimes smoking doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me. <laughs> I get it. I have a lung I have a chimney lung. <laughs> so Henry saw a movie. I love art house movies. You can call me Mr. Asshole. What's up, nerds? It's Henry giving you an update on Art House Asshole. This week the review is for GOAT which is a film on Greek life and fraternities and masculinity, psychological drama. Uh, The biggest downfall of this film is that it's very similar to every other fraternity drama you've seen. So if you've seen The Riot Club or Brotherhood or anything like that, you've probably seen the beats and the messages and the themes that this film is trying to give you. Uh, If you really want another one, you can go check it out. Uh, I would say it's... I don't know, if you accidentally watch this film on TV, I think you would have a good time, but... Don't expect much from it if you're going in just to see a good film. Uh, Currently, you can get it on iTunes and Amazon Rental, 
or I think it's showing in a couple theaters across the nation. So if you would rather see it in theaters, do that. Or if it's not showing near you, you could see it through there. Uh, if you want my full thoughts on it, go check out my review on realnerdspodcast.com. Uh, and really quick, before I end this, uh, I just want to say to the nerds real quick, uh, can you guys please stop shitting on David Lynch? Uh, he is a master, and he is a genius, and you don't know what you're talking about. He is one of the most genius directors of all time, and it's been like three episodes in a row that you've just shit on him. So how about you stop doing that? Thanks. Uh, anyway, that's been me, uh, back in New York, and, uh, hope you read the article, and I hope to recommend you some new, cool art house films in the future. You know, stupid, David Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> David Lynch is the worst. What? He sucks. As I have said for ten years of my life, I wish that, like, that, like, indie cred was a currency so I could call him a hack, because he <laughs> is one. Ugh. And you know how I feel about I like him. He doesn't allow chapters on his Blu-rays. Yeah. Douchebag. Hey, well, no, that's but, a true but, story. But straight up, the straight story is super good. He has made one good film. He's made more than one good film. He, he, no, he has it. Uh, Unless there's a sequel to the straight story, I don't know what you're talking about. It's called The Elephant Man. I haven't really watched good. it because I saw all the other films first. Uh, you know what? Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he wrote Thanks, an article Henry. about Goat, and you should read it. Did, yeah. <laughs> did, did you know The Elephant Man died in his sleep? Uh, you yep. should also keep an eye out because he's going to do a review of American Honey this week that he is super excited for, and I'm super excited for his article. Uh, so keep your eyes out. He also posted a – this was cool. If you go on the Facebook page, he posted a uh, like a calendar because uh, he's at the uh, New York Film Festival uh, all this yep. month. So he posted a calendar of what articles he's going to put up uh, or what reviews he's going to put up this month. Uh, so that's exciting. It's like there's content on the site, guys. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> so that was the last time the writer wrote an article. Thanks, thanks, Henry. I'm so glad that you were in college and don't have other real serious things to do. Oh. So uh, When's the last time yeah. the writer wrote an article? I don't know. The, the before he had to build a company. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, thank you, Henry. That was awesome. I have a kid. I'm married. Start a new career, and I still write fucking articles. Uh, yeah. Whatever. What's your excuse, asshole? Write an article yeah. about building companies, and then movies that also do that. Yeah, okay. like <laughs> the secret to my success, starring Michael J. Fox. Yeah. You. He doesn't build a company in that. No. He goes from the mailroom up to corporate ladder. Because the, cor- the the boss is on vacation, bow, so he just pretends bow. he's the boss. Bow, bow. Only, only Michael J. Fox could get away with it. Totally bow, 80s, bow. baby. <laughs> the best place to go see movies in Denver is at the Alamo Draft House. We have one of the best employees ever at Alamo with us. Kendall, why don't you tell us what's happening at the Alamo? Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Chris Vermes Bloss. I'm Martin Starr. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> well, in October. Total, there's 64 screenings, so there's a lot. Wow. But, man. let's see, we're doing Suspiria on 35mm, paired right. with the Neon Demon, Ooh. which is cool. I bought tickets I to the Neon Demon, even though I own it, but I just realized it's on my dad's birthday, no. so now i got to figure out how to your dad has to, tell, to, to tell your dad that, that he, has that he would never watch, watch that movie. <laughs> Not only would he never see it, but if he somehow did, he would hate it. Brad, 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 you wanna you wanna hook me up? I I, I could. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen the movie yet. I know yeah. James is supposed to bring me the Blu-ray. When I bought the tickets, I bought it yet. they gave me an extra one. So I, I try not to buy any Blu-rays right before my birthday, even though I realize that there is no way in hell my mom is going to buy that movie. I was for gonna me. say your mom's I'll gonna walk it. down Best Buy. It's like you know, Jamesy would like this vampire I'll... model. 
half naked hitting sitting in a pair of lips movie. I, I uh, you know, I listened to him describe every scene, scene by scene that happened in this thing, and ask questions like, "Was that urine?" Uh, so I'm definitely going to get him this for for uh, his birthday. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So I should just give it and go buy that. But anyway, what else is happening? Okay. Um, this is hard because this is formatted weird, so I'm just going to read yeah. some things. We're showing what we do in the shadows with a weird vaudeville magic act oh, attached that's cool. to it. A, a magic act? What is yes, that? Yes, it's very cool. <gasps> that That awesome. is on the 13th. Um, we're playing Haosu, as always, which is the best movie in the whole world. Have you guys ever watched that? No. no. I thought it was oh just called... Oh, my God! I thought it was just called House, because, like, the U is usually silent in the... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it's still great. It's a Japanese schoolgirl school horror film type deal. Yeah. Steve has that shirt with the cat face on it. You guys... You know. I remember. I've seen the criterion of it. (laughs) I thought he just liked cats, man. That's true. We're also showing Candyman with Tony Todd. We have an interview with Tony Todd. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) One time he asked me if I was an accountant because he walked into a room where I was counting a pile of coins. Yeah. (laughs) But he said it in his really cool deep voice. Did he he say it like this? Are you an accountant? I can't even sound like him. He said, I don't understand modern finances. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a weird day. Oh, Um, wow. Okay. We also have Dismember the Alamo, which is a four horror movie mystery marathon. My uh, it's very cool. cousin goes to it every year. It sells out really fast. It does. It's already on sale, I think, and it's like half sold out. So there's What day is it? Come on, calendar. I know. My I love, calendar I love, is not... I love my calendar. It, this didn't go as well as I thought it was going to. Oh, you going have to play to. that in the background. No, it's, <laughs> it's fun that you covered it. We're good. It, it just proves how hard Ryan works every week to read an email. <laughs> It's on the 20th. Wow, good alignment, Channel 4. Guys, I'm going to get there. <laughs> You're fine. You're it's fine. It's on the 29th. And, <laughs> oh, okay, and that is a Saturday? <laughs> it is 12 to 8 p.m., roughly. I'm going to have to buy tickets to that. I should do it that. It starts at 12. I don't know when it ends. It doesn't matter. Okay. Maybe I'll take my wife to it. We'll see. You guys yeah. should come. It's fun. <laughs> That's cool. So who picks the horror films? Steve. So they're all weird. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, Last bonehead. Year was pretty you're going cool. for a ride. I can't remember what it was. You're biased. Yeah, but, that's true. But <laughs> so I, my cousin would tell me I, I forget the movies from last year too. Mm-hmm. But why does he pick like cool ones like Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, and things like that? Well, we're also actually doing a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. If yeah, that's that, more I, your yeah, scene. Candle, uh, I, I said Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> I know, but they're similar <laughs> in my okay. Head. So. You tell Steve that Ryan wants to do Real Nurse Presents Friday the 13th, the final I can, chapter. I can tell him. Do He'll it. make him listen to this. Yeah, make him listen. <laughs> Hold him down. We, we did get complaints last year that the movies were too artsy, which uh-huh. I don't know that that's... Yeah. If oh, it's, oh, is oh, Reanimator oh. too artsy? No, no, no. no. Reanimator, so. Reanimator's fine, but what were the other ones? Um, we played Onibaba on 35. Okay, which, okay, okay. There you go. Right, amazing, right. amazing. Conversation <laughs> over. That's a good movie, guys. That may be. I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah, I get it. Another Stuart Gordon movie too. I don't remember what it was. But remember, you know, you're, you want to appeal to gore hounds, so I want to see like blood and guts everywhere. Not artsy fartsy horror films. That's not what horror film is. Yeah, you need to show movies <laughs> like Chopping Mall. Ooh. Yeah. Or they're, they're doing Blood, blood Diner. Diner. We are oh, doing Blood yeah, Diner. See? 
Jackie Kong is coming. Nice. See? Oh. So that's cool. One of my favorite um, Alamo employees is doing the Q&A for that. So it's going to be really weird and funny. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah. Or Same include Greg. the Monster Squad. I saw the Monster Squad there, and it was sold out. So I'm just saying. We, I think <laughs> we did it again for something. And no one came. It's all weird. Mm, yeah, you never know. Well, that time there were like there was the kid from Monster Squad oh, there. Yeah. So the that that made Andre Gower. Yeah, he's nice. Can yeah. I ask Ooh. why uh, in the Nightmare on Elm Street series? Because I'm going to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friend and I are we're just curious. Why aren't they showing Freddy versus Jason in that lineup? Is that just a rights issue or something like that? I or? actually I don't know that the marathon that like programming came from corporate. Oh, so okay. I'm not totally sure what the deal is with it's that. It's cool either way. Like, they're ending on the strongest note possible. Well, I'm guessing, too, that seven movies is, what, 12 and a half, 13 hours? Yeah. So. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Then you have... It's going to be pretty long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... I'm going to be in there for a while. Yeah, I'm going to have a mu- nothing but coffee. And you're going <laughs> yeah. to and have to suffer through five and six. Woo! Coffee is free It's refills. a boy! Yes. Marketing. I feel like if you did include that, you'd also have to do the new Nightmare on Elm Street. So. No, we don't have to include pieces <laughs> of shit. No. If you're being a completist. But I'm not. Is Rudy Mara in that? I just want to watch Freddy fight Jason on a big screen. Wait, who says Rudy Oh, I saw it. Wait, is Rudy Mara in something? Yeah, Sorry, I blacked out for the last five minutes no, we of Horror Talk. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw well, they, Rudy Mara in person, and she's perfect. I'm sure. I love her oh. so much. She's I very little. You. Oh, no, we saw Jason I hate you. She's very small. Oh, we did see Jason. Yeah. Very cute. What happened? You, you peed next to Emma Watson or something? Emma Stone said hello to One me. of those. That's yeah, awesome. That was very All fantastic. Close. Can I that touch was, you? That went <laughs> <laughs> So I can get her essence? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't showered since. Why didn't you just... You should have just killed and eaten her right then. She is like, so pretty. She's just just so taken her heart. She is so much prettier in real life than she is in movies. Oh, that's is, disgusting. I know, it's rude. Yeah. <laughs> How dare she? I, oh, what I a terrible person. I punched Steve out of the way because he was standing in her way. And nice. then she walked by and we made eye contact and then she said hi to me. And there were three witnesses that said, yes, it happened. <laughs> just in case no one believed me. Yeah. That's fantastic. Real. Well, everybody needs a punch every now and then. Yeah. He was in her way. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it needed to happen. I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. Do yeah. studios need punching? I don't know. Let's find out in this week's Real News. It's Real News. I've been doing this for six years. Spoiler alert. Uh, wait, all how, studios have you, need how have you been doing it for six years? Um, because we have? No, we've been, this is like five, isn't it? It's like five. 2011? We're coming up on six years. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, man. Three months. And I used to do one. Nebcast. Thank yeah. you. Uh, well, so. Oh, don't e- As the only person that used to listen to Nebcast, don't even. Don't even what? Uh, that Say that I haven't been doing podcasts for six years? Wasn't even hosted. That was just you guys talking about Super Mario Brothers. That and was, having fun doing it. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot of stuff in news this week. Uh, Terry Gilliam's The Man Who Killed Don Quixote got delayed. Oh, sorry. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually news from 1995. I'm sorry. You, um, you, you have to understand that if he actually completes that project, he has to die afterwards. I think the world... Karma, we all do. I think Karma has to balance out. Where's that at? <laughs> no, I, I'm Is pretty sure that if that happens, like a, a tear in, the, in space-time nope, not opens. Not amazing anymore. Um, <laughs> and we all fall through it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what we did in the shadows is potentially getting a TV series spinoff. Uh, I'd rather see cool. werewolves. We'll be doing yeah, well, I life. think they're still is like it one or the other. They're still doing no, uh, no, no. I think they uh, like. I think they are still like the, the the them doing the the spinoff werewolf movie. I think is still in the wings. It's just like he went and did a Marvel movie. 
So, you know, when you when you hit the big time making sequels to your funny little uh, camp horror films gets more difficult. E- easier because you can get money, but more yeah. difficult because you have less time. Um, so hopefully that will happen. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a thing where like he'll direct the first episode and then you know maybe they'll. Uh, Maybe it will stay good. Um, speaking of people who directed first episodes, though, uh, Frank Darabont is suing uh, AMC for $280 million, uh, which pretty much puts to rest the conversation from two years ago of, like, it seems like there's creative differences. Like, no, fuck you. Like, they... they uh, yeah. So, who, why is he suing? Uh, I don't remember. Re- repass the headline, James. I read that. I read it, like, like, earlier this week. I don't remember. Why is he suing? Because he wants money he's promised for... Make producing The Walking Dead and creating it. Yeah. He says he worked on all of season two, but AMC is saying he only did part of it, so he's not entitled to the entire... Have you seen the original pilot for season two, what got him fired? No. It's not good. Really? It's on the... It's uh, uh, There's a bonus on the uh, Blu-ray. I will I will stand by the Blu-ray fact that it. I think that show got dramatically worse when, when Robert, uh, Robert Kirkman became like a lead writer on that show. Um, I think season five was pretty good. Season six has its moments. Yeah, I, I just, it, it also has to do with like I can feel the Kirkman of it, where I stop seeing characters and just start seeing storylines, and I think that's part of why I, I still can't get back into that show and love that show the way I did in that first season. Because like that first episode that that Darabont did is so great and sets that that show on such an amazing course that I just look back to how excited I was for that show at the time and how I feel about it now, and I'm like, oh man, ugh. I it. I, I still think know. it's a good show. Yeah, it's good. It's just not like. It's weird that I get so excited about a number of other shows, and I don't get excited for that one when I feel like I should. Mm-hmm. Um, you know why is it that like I can nerd out about Hannibal so much for years, and then like Walking Dead, which should live in that exact same space of being like too fucked up for TV, uh, just never quite hits I still my think heart. It is. I mean, they still pull out intestines and stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't have the like the soul that the first episode or all of Hannibal does, right? Like that those characters that well, I adore, at least for me, it doesn't, right? Like well, I, yeah. I'm not, we're arguing, we're arguing over like a, a seven versus an eight um, or a nine versus a, a 10, right? Like uh, I think the show is good. I just, it doesn't hit my soul the way that like, like that early season certainly did. Um, but anyway, uh, Kendall, do you watch the walking dead? I do not. I, I I thought not because you don't like popular things. Oh, <laughs> just, <not>. just kidding. <laughs> she comes on the show once a year. We can't just beat her up every time. <laughs> no, I I pick on her because she's only been on once a year. That's fair. We maybe gotta, maybe the show misses your enthusiasm and <laughs> your your unusual movie selections. I want to get into The Walking Dead. I just. I think that I think it came out at a time when I was annoyed by how 12? much zombie stuff there was. Sorry. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> I did the math and no. <laughs> but pretty close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny because I keep buying every season when it comes out, and then it just sits on the shelf, and I'm like, I need to watch that show, and then I don't. Should I just rewatch Fargo? It's a good one. <laughs> it's better than Fargo. Fuck off. Mm. I don't believe that. H- how's the second season of Fargo? Not as good as the first. Okay, there we go. <laughs> More consistent product. Oof. Ah. Uh, you can't even argue the point. More consistent, yes. Smash. The conversation <laughs> becomes like consistency over quality. 
Especially when you're talking about an anthology show, it, it, it becomes different. Oh, now we have excuses. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. No, okay. I'll, make, I'll make all kinds of excuses to love that show. Hmm. So Fargo's good when it's adapting a really great movie, but when it has to go off on its own, right, it's so, okay. So you just, you, just, you just proved that you didn't actually watch the first season because it's not an adaptation. No, I have seen the first season. It's not, it's not an adaptation of the movie. I just like paying attention. pushing your buttons. I know. God, I hate you. Why, <laughs> why have I done this for six years? Not technically six years. Come on! <laughs> Just throwing your argument back in your face. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyways, what else? Uh, I, I don't think there's much else. What else was there? Oh, uh, IMDb is thinking of switching to five stars instead of ten. Who gives a shit? Uh, the uh, XNR, Star Trek XNR lawsuit's back on. Oh, yeah, 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 right. They said the J.J. Abrams statement doesn't count because he doesn't actually represent the company, which they, is totally fair. They legally filed a motion to say that his, <laughs> right. his statement doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, J- like, I think it was called J.J. Abrams Can Shove It is the, uh, was the title of the movement. They're like, yeah. you know what, J.J., you've made us a lot of money. Fuck you. Well, what he was doing, <laughs> what he was, doing was playing the marketing game properly, which was like, you know, <laughs> Paramount was getting its name drug through the mud, and he was like, hey, we need to go say some things so that fans won't rebel, so we'll make a lot of money. Or they could be cool, like the Indiana Jones uh, cartoon that came out. LucasArts says, oh, it's not canon, but it's fan art, so it's cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, I fully believe that, like, Paramount should... should should, yeah, like they should put in place some rules moving forward to say like, hey guys, this is how we want to protect the the IP. This is what you can and can't do. They should also be smart and go like go pay somebody a hundred grand to like produce a bunch of assets and put them out for free and be like, hey, here's like CG shots of of the Enterprise moving through space and you can put this in all of your fan art. So this is our this is our you know our peace offering. But then also, like, for sure, like, don't ever go sell any of this shit. And if you kickstart it, Or you could be cool and money. be like, uh, let's see what you do and then um, go oh, from yeah. there. Because it's antithetical to what they did during um, Next Gen where if, if fans wrote in scripts, like, there are writers like Marty, no- Nixon, Mar- Marty Noxon who got their careers by writing in scripts to Next Generation and then got shows made into episodes because their scripts were good enough. Um, I mean, that's that's what that whole community used to be about. And so... To, to go out there and be like, oh, well, we don't like this. Because there is no real Star Trek fan out there going like, oh, well, well, this shit is really canon. Like, everybody understands what we're doing here. Um, the if difference you is really just think like, if you see a fan film, you're looking at it like, mm, I'm not going to watch Star Trek anymore because right, of exactly. my experience watching this uh, amateur film. Because mm, the problem not is... Not going to do it. This is coming from the people who... The reason there's not a Star Trek show anymore and the reason why the Star Trek movies had to be rebooted the way they were was because these are the people who fucked it up ten years ago. Like, they made shows that were so bad that, like, if, if there had been an option, like Firefly, that had been marketed properly, like, every Trekkie would have switched, you know? Um, Star Trek Enterprise is the first show in, like, three series to not get to seven seri- seasons because it was so dumb. Um, uh, it's just frustrating. Like they they should just allow these people to make their cool art, um, and honestly, they should help them from time to time as well because it it actually invigorates the the franchise by letting people do this. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we can talk so. about how Digital Bits is mad about the Star Trek release of Beyond. Yeah, but then you're just gonna yell at me. No, because I, well, the only thing is, I think it's silly, is because they do it with a lot of movies, right? And uh, the guy Bill Hunt who runs <laughs> Digital Bits only gets mad because it's Star Trek. If you actually look at the releases, so Target always usually has a bonus disc with their stuff. Sure. 
Um, and I mean, so you can get mad, but I mean, but it, will, it will never change. The, the difference is the difference is if you're taking. So I, I didn't learn about this until right before the um, the the podcast here. So I don't know. Like, are there different commentary tracks on each one? No. So like, you have to get the iTunes like bonuses to get the commentary track. So okay. They're not included. So they're all the same unless you get it. It's just like everything else. I mean, they're all the same unless you get it at specific retailers. Right. And that's that's, that's the problem, though. Like, but they I, do it with almost every movie. Right. And that, this is why I was mad three years ago. Like, I think it's a shitty ploy. Well, the only reason they do it, too, is because they have to get people to go into the brick-and-mortar stores. Right. That is so old people mentality. Like, guess what I'm not going to do? <laughs> Go into all of the stores. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that's why you pick your favorite one like I am. I'm going to Target because it has a 90-minute documentary on it, and I'll be getting that one. I'm no, going to Best Buy because the case is cooler. I'm yeah. not going to play the game. Okay, then just don't get the movie. I, I won't. It's what I did last time. Right. Like, I, I think this is a shitty, shitty thing to do. And, and if I die on this hill, it's only because this is the one that gets attention. Right? Like, okay. So, yes. Th- did you buy Civil War? Uh, I did. Oh, where did you buy, buy Civil it? War? Uh, I bought it at Best Buy because I liked the cover. Oh, okay. So it's the same thing. No, it's not. Yeah. Because it's different content. Yeah, yeah. No, if you went to buy it at Target, you can download um, digital stuff off it that you can't get anywhere else. That sucks. I think uh, that sucks. I'm just saying. it's Everybody does it. Especially in a world where we're, we were also mad about the nice guys having such a shitty Blu-ray release. Like, put some fucking content on the thing and sell it. And if you can't sell it in stores, like, that's the world we live in. And I know they're fighting it, but it's like, it's a losing battle. You're fighting the dumbest war possible, um, especially when like putting it in a cool case actually does get me to go out and buy it in a store. Um, but holding back content is just a shitty tactic. Uh, yeah, I, I hate it. It's it is a it is a trend that I do not enjoy at all. That won't change. No, it won't. It's my principle, man. <laughs> I, I like my Dude, movie. you got to be like me well, and Jason Statham. Just fucking sell out, bro. No, fuck off. Especially because, like, watching the commentary... Thank you for laughing at, laughing at my joke, Kendall. I appreciate it. Watching the commentary on, on 10 Cloverfield Lane this year was one of the best experiences I've had with a movie this year. Mm-hmm. Like, that was such a fantastic thing to listen to. And the idea that I could have not gotten that content, that there could be something like that out for, for, for Star Trek Beyond that I don't get to experience because I chose, or, or that I have to choose this one over that one is just stupid. Like, it's juvenile. Uh, and it's, it's bad customer relations. Like, you're treating me like shit as a customer. And I, I, it's the same reason I don't buy Apple products. Well, if you're I going mean, to shit on me, I'm not going to Star Trek Beyond didn't make enough money, so they got to make money somewhere. Oh, fuck off. It was actually Paramount's highest grossing movie of the year so far. <laughs> right. Like, Followed by Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> yeah, Paramount had a bad week. And then or, not, I mean, year. No, I did. Well, th- uh, <laughs> well, that's until uh, Jack Reacher 2 sets the world on fire. Uh, as somebody who went to a lot of movies this summer, I think we all had a bad year this year. So, mm. anyway. Um, yeah, I think the summer yeah. was a little dry. Oh, but yeah. I think the beginning of the year was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. no, Disney's not crying. There's been some great, great stuff yeah. this year. Um, it's just man, because yeah. somebody asked me. I was on the phone with a with a friend earlier today, uh, and and they were talking about like what they have they have hardly seen anything this summer. And I was trying to think back, like what are the cool experiences I've had this summer? And it's the nice guys. It's Civil Wars. I, well, I, yeah, I guess I guess Nice Guys is in the summer. Yeah, it came. Was it was it after, after Civil War? Civil War, yeah. Okay. Oh, I saw it before because I saw it at the at the preview. That's why it's wrong in my head. Um. So yeah, the Nice Guys in Civil War, but that's really early. And then Star Trek, and 
I liked Ghostbusters a lot. Me too. Yeah, like that. <laughs> is that the summer? Like Neon Demon was that in the summer? I mean, I like Suicide Squad. It, it, it was, but that's really not a tentpole. Yeah. Um, what was the one, Ryan? I was <laughs> just kidding. I said Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh God, what a dog shit piece of oh uh, man. We need yeah. Woof. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it it was no Magnificent Seven, but I mean it's. Uh, no, Magnificent Seven is wildly better yeah, than actually Suicide Squad. It is. Holy shit. <laughs> well, except for the fact that like you understand the characters and why they're doing anything, and the characters are fun to have. <laughs> but when I rank them, because Suicide Squad doesn't have really bad ADR in it, oh, then I like Suicide on. Squad more. Three seconds of the movie! Uh, it's like ten, because it happens in the middle of the movie, just, too. It's okay. Everybody just go listen to last week's episode and hear me be right. Like We, shouldn't, we can't <laughs> have this argument Oh, there's week. more good. Get rid of that Danimate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Matt, uh, Trey Parker did it, too. <sighs> These are the movies that are coming out this week on Blu-ray. DVD releases and Blu-rays. And I'll be, be buying my X-Men Apocalypse at Best Buy because the Steelbook there is awesome. <sighs> the Steelbook there is actually pretty rad. Yeah, the problem with that is that then you'd have to then you'd have to own X-Men Apocalypse, and that's really unfortunate. It has its moments. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Well, yeah, that came out this summer. Uh, yep. About this summer. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's like in June, year. I think. And boy, was it. I a know, b- when you don't have like a. It was a stretch of. <laughs> yeah. Boy, was it a barn burner. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Preacher season one is getting its Blu ray release this week. Uh, is that a show yet, James? It's a real show! <laughs> Guys, Preacher happened! <laughs> Holy shit! Um, I can't believe it, and it was totally Preacher. Uh, yeah. And then at the end, it gets like super Preacher. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, because they like they like pulled their punches for most of the season, and then at the end, like God shows up. Oh man, that show! Oh, it's so heretical and amazing. Oh, people shouldn't watch Preacher. People should go watch Preacher. It's really good. Uh, they are doing a Blu-ray release of it. Not sure if this is the first time, but but the the overrated. <coughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. Uh, the complete series of Miami Vice is getting a, a Blu-ray collection this week. That's still don't have twenty-four. Uh, well, no. Um, Penny, Dre- Penny Dreadful's final season is coming out this week. I love that cover. The show's really good. Uh, if oh, you like Victorian yeah. uh, monsters, then you'll like it. I keep meaning to, to, to check that one out. You can buy. I have it. I have the um, first two seasons. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I also keep meaning to catch up on Vikings, which the first half, I think, of the, first, of the fourth season is out this week. Uh, so people who are, are oh, caught man, up can... They release them in halves. I, I know. I, I hate that. I, it, it's terrible. Um... The Purge election year, man, well, didn't that just come out like July. four weeks ago? Oh man, I, f- I feel and like they're that laughing was... to the bank. Cost ten million, grossed eighty million. Oh yeah, I heard no. it was good. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. Yeah, I I heard it's good too. You know, I didn't really like the first Purge, so no, I didn't see the either. second one. I heard the second one was good, and then I heard this one's good too. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't have. Oh, is this the third one? Yeah, so I don't oh, have a God. desire to like. I don't know. Maybe I should see him. I since I like think about making a TV series of it too. I oh, oh yeah. Hmm. The idea is cool. They just can't. Do yeah, it. and I, 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 like, I, I like them. I, re- I like the uh, the Rick and Morty episode about the purge. That one's good. I, I, maybe it's because the lady's voiceover. You know how I don't like voiceovers. Um, yeah. When she's talking, she I, said, "I didn't used to, but I do now." It, it just. I just don't. I don't like when they say, "All crime is legal," including murder. Oh. Like, <laughs> do you really have to say that when you say all like, crime is legal? It. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially to be we edgy. Were get it. Like, I guess <laughs> because horror audiences are kind of not the smartest. You know, yeah, like, but it, I, I don't feel like that's the edgiest crime. Is that terrible? That like, well, what do you think the edgiest crime is? I don't know. Like, there are really edgy things you could do in a horror movie that I don't want to see. That like, like that would be more shocking. Yeah, 
You know, like you could well, try to impregnate someone with a turkey baster. Right. Like I actually find that more disturbing. Isn't that the plot of Jane the Virgin? Uh, it's the. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, is it? Is that the plot of Jane the Wait, Virgin? Wait, isn't it on ABC Family? <laughs> yeah, she, um, her gynecologist gets the rooms mixed up and accidentally. Oh. Uh, Wait. That's the plot of Jane the Virgin? <laughs> no. Moon River! But, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, did not just make a Fletch joke. So <laughs> I did make a Fletch joke. <laughs> I think, or Fletch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Watch that show. Six season of Adventure Brothers is out this week. I, I don't have any way to react. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to. I just, I can just move on. Uh, Swiss Army Man is getting its Blu-ray release. So if you listen like to our, if you I listen like to farts. our review and you wanted to check that out, uh, that now you've a got a, a chance. Film, but it was a pretty good summer flick. That was summer. Yeah. I I liked all. I loved it. I feel about that movie the way I feel about uh, the Hurt Locker, where I like that movie right up until the end. Um, yes. It's, yeah, me it's too, totally because, worth checking out. Because you know how I, I have a disdain for independent movies that try to be, quote-unquote, independent? Yeah. And the whole time, like, this movie is goofy and fun. And then it's like, oh, this guy's depressed. Yeah. I don't like... I, I like to think that he really wrote away on him at the end. Right. Like, I, don't, I actually don't <laughs> like the last five minutes of that movie because it, it, it super betrays everything cool about the first hour. Uh, also, there was a crazy drunk woman in our theater... Oh, oh yeah, she, she was so drunk. She, she wouldn't shut the fuck up. Oh. oh no! I loved like talking about her super loud and staring at her uh, afterwards when she was waiting for her Uber. Uh, good for her. Don't drink and drive. He came uh, out of the theater. And uh, he was like Zach, guys, uh, we changed it. It's drink, don't drive. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? is that encouraging drink. people to drink? Well, because well, we say don't drink. Drink, uh, drink don't. Uh, what was the old one? Again? Don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't drink and drive. Yeah. So they're trying to say, I if you drink, drink, don't drive. But it's... it's so, so the police have a PR problem where they're like, <laughs> we need to rebrand. Well, I, I don't know if you guys know, but Colorado State Patrol loves, uh, like, Spending. cool, hip, like, uh, <laughs> We don't want to look like a bunch of old people. Like, yeah. We're hip. It, we like oh, drinking. I guess you guys have never been inside their building. It's uh, literally plastered nope. with... I have never been to a police <laughs> station. I mean, I, I mean you, can go, you can go clothes. to the academy. I mean, they let people in there because they have a museum, but... It's sure. literally plastered with, like, inspirational things like our family protecting yours, serving your community since. Yeah, I don't know uh, what the real slogan is because they have so many. Yeah, but it sounds like the equivalent of you going, I'm hip, I'm with it. Dirk, 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 yeah, dirk, that's exactly what they are. You know, like, oh, God, <laughs> that's silly. Uh, there is a Blu-ray collection of the Gremlins 1 and 2 that come with, like, little pop filters of Gizmo and Stripe. Uh, it has a one-star review from one customer on Amazon who is arguing that uh, it was a terrible decision to go with uh, the cute version of Stripe. Of course. <laughs> I love those ones when things haven't been released and people review them on Amazon. Yeah. They're like, this is shit. Like, I, did, I did really like when um, th- that happened a lot to The Lord of the Rings where they, they, they re-released The Lord of the Rings and everybody poorly reviewed it because it was an obvious double dip. It was, some, it was something where they had, like, I can't remember now, but it was, it was they were releasing them without releasing the extended editions uh, in these, like, cool box sets. But anyway, uh, American Horror Story Hotel is out this week, so you can catch up on that weird show. Uh, speaking of double dips, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, it comes with a shelf edition is out this week, <laughs> so if you've got $7,000, you can pick that up on Amazon. Uh, Middle Earth Limited Collector's Edition. So that's pretty cool. I need a new shelf. 
The Shining has got a Blu-ray release this week, and How to Train Your Dragon is The Shining. Uh, Overrated. <coughs> oh, uh, I totally agree. Um, Into the Forest, which is that movie with Ellen Page. That's literally everything I know, because she's on the cover. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Go check out that trailer. I don't know what that is. Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. Yes. Get fucked. Uh, and Final Fantasy, the uh, that movie from some years ago. Was there not, like, a cool... Uh, Horror movie this week? Mm. Did I not? Next oh. week is the thing. Oh, oh, there was. It just the cover doesn't look. Uh, oh no, no, no. This is not. This is some kind of artsy movie. I don't know. I'm getting the Amazon exclusive. Mr. Deeds goes to Washington. I don't know what else is coming out this week. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that there was like a. Oh, maybe this is one. I don't know. None of these covers look like badass uh, Scream Factory covers. They don't. Like I said they have the thing coming out next week. Oh, okay. So maybe that's it. They're they're just waiting. Um, and two weeks ago, they had, what, Carrie and... None of these, n- oh, none of these are the exciting. Maybe the week after, it's Carrie and something else. There's something called the Mind's Eye, and there's something called All Through the House, but neither of them look cool. So, anyway, there are some really <laughs> neat-looking cover, like, new covers for the Harry Potter movies. Well, I don't know if you've seen the art on those. Uh, I saw those. They had them at Target. Oh, yeah? Like, 15 bucks a pop. That's not bad. Yeah, they're pretty neat. Like, I don't I, need to. I, I, like I have the, the Ultimate Editions. That have, like, four discs in each one, except the last one has six. Isn't it nice that, like, as a fan of that series, you could buy something that really, like, collected all of this amazing content together that you could enjoy as, like, a thorough experience? Isn't that a great blessing well, that, they were mean, so, that they were so kind to their fans as to bestow I mean, upon them some level of, like, respect? James is so... Even ignorant. at a premium? So, Harry Potter actually did exactly what Star Trek did with it, is they released them, and then they're like, oh, here's the extended editions, just like... The Hobbit. I, I don't think that Lord of the Rings. I, I don't think that me being ignorant is me saying like how shitty that it is that they did that. No, I'm that just saying you think that, that they're not going to release all the content. I, no, I am because I just told you I'm not going to buy the movie. Well, I they, just think it's a really, really shitty thing to do to customers. It's yeah. a it is a bad habit for the industry. Uh, it's good for us fat cats to do that. Keep you guys keep you down a peg. Yeah, more money for the movie studio. <laughs> <laughs> I love Harry Potter. Yeah, me too. Uh, I love Harry Potter. These these clowns don't like it. Oh yeah, no, they're terrible films. You all deserve better. No, they, what? Oh, they're terrible they're films. No. They are terrible Depends films. Depends on which one you're. I think they're all pretty great. the The third one is interesting. The third one is wonderful. The third yeah, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Sixth I, one's got really good cinematography. I think the seventh one, when you combine them together, are really great. Mm-hmm. Are there eight? Well, yeah. I mean, part one and part two of the seventh book. Okay, all right. I couldn't remember. We also watch movies every week. This is the stuff we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Kendall, what did you watch this week? Or year? I don't know what week it is. <laughs> <laughs> what have you watched this year? I don't follow a script. Did you really want to go first? I mean, what? No, I was, you I was should go first. Talking, I was just talking about something Oh, see, else. now you just... Oh, yeah. Side <laughs> conversations on a podcast, always good. I was whispering it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Kendall, what have you seen this year? Was there anything cool um, at, like at Telluride or uh, or Fantastic or Fantastic Fest that you guys yeah. really want to want to promote? Well, let's see. <laughs> I had a list because I couldn't remember because it was a, I watched like sixteen altogether from those two festivals. Nice. Oh, that's cool. So it was like a lot, a little bit. Um, from Telluride, I really liked Moonlight a lot. Okay. Moonlight. What's Moonlight? Moonlight is. <laughs> you, you can, can you, you can, who you can talk to her it. as a normal person, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you whispering? I said no side conversations. <laughs> I was just trying to coach her without um, like directly. 
I looked at James and said, "Do you know what that is?" And he said, "Yes." So then I thought it was fine. Yeah, but I, I just, I just do that because I, I want to look smart. I have no idea what Moonlight is, and uh, he knows oh. it. Well, it it follows a character when he's like a young boy, and then a teenager, and then like an adult man. Um, he lives. Kind oh, boyhood. Of no, but like it's good though. Link later needs to be taken down a peg. He really oh. does. No, he good, doesn't. Good for you, Kendall. Yeah, God, I, I did see him. the Boyhood Boy. I missed you in line for a movie at Fantastic Fest. Was he Fest, more and handsome he in lonely. real life? No, I, I bet he's lonely. Yeah, I don't think he's doing anything. I bet not. He was there just as a person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it follows this kid. His mom's like a crack addict. Um, Janelle Monae is in it. She's okay. really pretty. She's not the only one um, that's in it. There's another... Do you guys watch House of Cards? Yeah. The guy who plays Remy is in it. I cannot remember his real name. Is that the bald guy who's in everything now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's really great. The guy for, uh, for, 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 the, for the plebes of America, uh, he's, he's the, uh, the bad guy from Ant-Man. That guy. Yes. Yes. Thank Corey you. Corey Stoll? No, yes. but do love Corey Stoll. Um. Anyway. Is it? So, so what? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I, I always refer to him as the bald guy from House of Cards. So. Is he white? Yes. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you didn't see Ant-Man, did you? No. Oh, that's too I bad. I just assumed you know what I was talking about. No. Anyways. That's why I, that's why I asked you a question. <laughs> anyway. Ant-Man. Uh, um, I know. I'm sorry. No, you, yeah, you should see But it follows this kid through his life, and he's, like, growing up in a shitty neighborhood and his mom's like addicted to crack and he ends up being partially raised by these two people that are also unfortunately like drug dealers, but it follows him while he like learns about his sexuality cause he's gay. And then he goes through all this sh- stuff and ends you up can say shit. real hard. I, oh, it's the one. Is this here. the one that it sounds so <laughs> at the Alamo? There's a poster. It's like, yes, teal yeah. and pink. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's that. And it's really, really good. But no I werewolves. cried during the standing ovation twice. So. During the standing ovation? I cried every standing what was, ovation. What I've was happening during the standing ovation? Well, it was really great because the theater we watched at in Telluride, the director used to volunteer there. Oh, cool. He used to like, volunteer for the festival, so it was like really emotional. But okay. His movie played there, and it was really popular. Great. Um, La La Land is really good. I hate you. It's mm. so good. The uh, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling musical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there like a lot? Is it super a musical? Is it like a yeah. does not apologize musical? Yeah, it is. And like parts of it, because it takes place in L.A., so parts of it are like really dramatic and bright and like colorful. And Yeah. But I don't know. So, so some of the reasons why Steve didn't like it are like reasons why I liked it. Do they ever sing and dance at the same time? Every time. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I the singing's like they're actually singing, so it's not like the greatest singing I've ever heard. No, but that's fine. Yeah, and like their dancing isn't like incredible but it's really good yeah and um mandy moore choreographed it what which is cool yeah that is not the only time she's gonna come up tonight okay yes. <laughs> um, but that was really good manchester by the sea the casey affleck oh that's what that movie's called yes not i keep i keep calling it knights of rodanth that's different. I <laughs> <laughs> manchester by the sea yeah a casey affleck joint that trailer looks really good it's very good it's very sad it's really long. Okay. But it's very, like, it takes place in Boston. Casey Affleck is adorable. All right. It's got that going for it. Always fun. Um, yeah, those are my favorites from Telluride. Everything at Telluride, everyone's going to see because they all come out and they're all nominated for Oscars. Yeah. So it's not that interesting. Sure. I think. 
Um, my favorite thing from Fantastic Fest was the new Rami, Ma- Rami Malek. How do you say his name? I have no I idea. Think that's, I think that's Mr. right. Mr. Robot. Yeah. Mr. Robot guy. Mr. Robot guy. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, he was in Short Term 12. Does sure, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but he's in a movie called Buster's Mall Heart. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of that. Anyone no. no. Like mall, like shopping mall, or like mall, M-A-L. like Spanish. I yeah. don't, yeah. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah, it's, yes, Spanish it's Spanish for bad. bad. Yeah. Ooh, uh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, Languages. I've been trying to figure out the, the title of that movie. That's weird oh, okay. to combine those because it would be like Mall Corazon, but. Should watch the bad Heart. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Corazon That's the name head? of my next horror film. Uh, no, Corazon's Heart. Oh, okay. What's Head? Cabeza. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Kabeta. Three years of Spanish. Public school, everybody. German. Welcome yeah. back to Is the oh, Spanish or Is it years not? in a restaurant. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Zach and I are going to go start a podcast, Is the Spanish or Is it not? <laughs> it's actually, I think, Two episodes too. and we're done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. So what is, what is uh, uh, Steve's bad head about? What is it called? What? <laughs> <laughs> Buster's Malheart. Oh, okay. That one. Okay, um, Buster's Malheart. Something I'm going to ask Steve next time is, what's your bad head about? Right. He will just look at you and walk away. Right. <laughs> and I'll totally accept that. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain it without giving it away. a lot away, but um, it has Caitlin Scheel in it as well, and I am blanking on anything that she's been in. That's okay. Besides a movie about a TV reporter. That wasn't very good. Um but it's about him and his family, and he works at a he works like overnights at a hotel, and then DJ Qualls comes into the mix and like starts talking to him about. Um, <laughs> I don't want to ask this question because you're gonna make fun of me so much. What was it called when they thought all the computers were gonna kill everyone? Y two K. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. You were ten. It's all right. No, no you weren't. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, never mind. Um, but he starts talking to him about that and like how the whole world is going to invert and all this stuff and hijinks ensue. Nice. So. <laughs> and anytime you can sp- uh, put hijinks into a review, <laughs> you know you're in for a good time. Very upsetting hijinks ensue. <laughs> but I like that. I'm so old. It was very good. Good. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I saw it at Fantastic Fest. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, <laughs> man. All right. There's that. You were like two, weren't you? What? You were like, you were, no, you were like what three. What year was it supposed to be? Uh, uh, 2000. It's I was, what the Y, it's the Y2K stands for. I was for. turning seven. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. All right. Not too bad. Man. All right. Don't everyone do the math. <laughs> like, saw, too late. I, I already did it. Okay. I just, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I want to point out that she had to point out that Brad was thinking about adding 16 plus 7. I have to visualize it. Like I just... You are a visual guy. Yeah. Oh, James, what did you watch this week? Uh, I just got a couple other things to, to talk about. Um, first, we'll start with something fun. Uh, Luke Cage came out this week on, on Netflix. I'm not done with it. I'm about three episodes in. Uh, did anybody else start watching through Luke Cage? Start cool. with the pilot. Didn't it crash um, Netflix? Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. I saw all that today. I, I haven't he- heard anything about it. I just saw like a, a, a real quick post about it, so I'm not quite sure what happened. But um, so hopefully Netflix is okay. Otherwise, I won't be able to get to sleep without 
without watching Netflix. Uh, so anyway, um, Luke Cage is fun, but easily the weakest of the three shows that they've made for, for Marvel. Um, the biggest, man, I don't want to start off with the problems. Here's the things that are cool about it. Uh, the, the action scenes are cool. So if you've seen all of the action scenes that they've put out as like featurettes and, ad, and marketing for the, for the show, uh, you've, you've seen those scenes. Um, the, uh, the show has like, it's got a, a healthy layer of wanting to f- be set in the seventies, but not like it's got this cool layer of like black exploitation to it. Um, so it, it's trying really hard to feel like a, like a, like a, like a shaft kind of a television show, um, which is pretty cool. I, I generally like the story that they're trying to tell. Um, th- there's a, th- there's a couple of problems with the show. One, I think that. Luke Cage so far is more interesting in Jessica Jones than he is in this show. Um, you know, they 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 burned a lot of the like the cool mystery about that character in Jessica Jones, and so here they're having to sort of spin up some some drama and some subtlety for him that they they burned in that show. Um, the biggest problem for me though is actually the direction. So I, I think the show is poorly made, actually. Um, in in a couple of areas. One, I, I just don't think it looks terribly interesting uh, quite often. Um, and the other one is that there are far too many scenes where I think that the, the dialogue and performances get just 100% dropped. Um, I think there's there's two cop characters who have... They're supposed to have, like, this witty banter, like a, um, like a 90s cop show kind of banter. And they deliver lines in this, like... Like, there's a beat between every line. So it's like two days until retirement. Well, <laughs> well, no, it, uh, no, maybe, maybe a better way to do it is like, it's a, it's a better written version of the intros to CSI Miami, you know, where like they have these, like this, like bantery joke things that are supposed to play off each other, but there's a beat between it. So the dialogue just feels awkward, that kind of a thing. Um, so it's more like if I said something and then you made a joke, but there was this awkward beat where because like it's like you're making a joke, but you didn't hit the like your wit isn't fast enough, so you didn't hit that it when it was funny. That would never happen with me. Uh, right, exactly. It, it's like if you just did that joke, but there was a beat between me talking <laughs> and you saying that. Um, is, it really, ed- is it an editing thing? Because like it'll cut. No, because it, no, 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 no. Because the no, they're yeah, they're both in the same shot. So okay. it's it's really the performances, and 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 some of it is also just the. The so a, a better example. There's a scene in I believe the first episode. So slight spoilers for the first episode. But he he owes like rent money to this Asian couple who li- who runs a uh, a restaurant uh, at the bottom of his building. And the uh, at the at one point in the episode, like some dudes who come in to like muscle them. And the the Asian couple is like, no, we're not going to pay you. And Luke Cage walks in and he's like, you guys need to get out. And of course, there's an awesome fight scene. It's a pretty cool fight scene where he beats up these these you know muscle dudes, right? Um, and at the end, the, the the couple who runs the store having this like witty. It's supposed to be this banter back and forth where, I mean, it's written on the page very clearly. She is excited and and grateful that Luke Cage has helped, and she's like, "Oh, like this is great! Like, let us give you some money. Like, you don't owe us rent anymore. This is wonderful." But her husband is pissed because he's like, "No, they're going to come back, and this isn't going to work." But there's these long beats between the dialogue and the performances do not match with what they're saying, and it's just jarring and weird. And because Luke Cage is acting off of that, I think his performance is weak in that scene, and there's too many of them. Like. 
I've talked about so many TV shows on this show in the last six years. It's not very often that I sit here and talk about performances being bad. Um, so for me to notice this, I think, is kind of jarring. Um, but I still think it's a fun show. I think that they are doing some cool stuff, tying it into the rest of this like Marvel Netflix universe. Um, that it 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 is enticing. I've heard really good things about later in the season, so I'm I'm certainly excited to keep watching. But compared to how amazing I feel about uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, both seasons of Daredevil, and how like I start that show and I just get hooked, like this is not that. Um, there is. It's clearly like a Marvel rule for Netflix shows that episode three has the really cool action scene in it. Um, I was being a little bitter before, though, because that really cool action scene is one they released online like two weeks ago. Uh, so if you saw that scene already, you're going to get to that episode and be like, oh, cool. This is like your version of the hallway scene from, from, <laughs> from Daredevil. Uh, but it's just sort of spoiled because they used it as marketing. Um, so anyway, I, I think it's totally worth checking out if you're already bought into the show. It's just not a place to jump on. Like if you've heard about the Marvel Netflix shows, don't go start with Luke Cage because you will just ricochet right off, I think. Um, so it's a little disappointing, but cool. Um, the other thing I watched this week was, and God, I'm, I have to prepare myself to get made fun of for the next like six weeks. Uh, I started watching This Is Us, uh, which is the show from some of the writers and creators of Friday Night Lights. Uh, it stars Mandy Moore and the dude who plays Rocky's son in Rocky Balboa. Milo Vanamilia. Right. About Jess, uh, Gilmore Girls. Uh, nope, you I'm are. not. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm talking about the guy who plays the son from Rocky Balboa. Uh, oh, Take him down a peg. Na- the name is Milo Vanamilia. <laughs> yeah, he was also in Heroes. Uh, I don't want to talk about heroes either. Um, <laughs> so anyway. He knows these things. He's just avoiding it. Yeah, no, I'm very aware. Uh, I also kind of know his name. I just would have pronounced it poorly. So I was like, you know the guy from Rocky? Because I just want to give everybody the best foot forward. Just trying to be, <laughs> just trying to be positive here. Um, is great. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I've missed you so. Um, the What was I talking about? This is Us. So This Is Us tells the story of four different families um, I will warn you, I have to be coy about the way I talk about this show um, because I don't want to spoil the thing that happens yet, but probably by the time the season ends and I review the whole season, then I will, I will spoil it because if you aren't interested by what I'm about to tell you, then, like, fuck it. Um, it, it, follows the, it follows four different stories of, of people who were all born on the same day. So, like, that's their, their caveat uh, to tie the four, the four stories together. Um, but other than that, they are seemingly random stories of different people at different stages in their lives. And it is basically just a dramatic show with slight touches of comedy. Um, it is what I compared it to is like, if you just took the wonderful Kyle Chandler and Connie Britton segments of Friday night lights and made that into four different stories. And that was the whole TV show. That's kind of what this feels like. It is well-written and interesting, and you love these characters very, very quickly. It is also manipulative in all of the best ways. Um, so it tr- makes me really want to cry pretty much every episode. Um, one, of the stories, one of the stories is about a, a couple who is having, uh, who's having, quit, who's having kids. Um, that's the, the Manny Moore story. Um, and so it's sort of about them having their kids and then sort of the, the fallout of that and how their relationship gets taxed. Uh, there is the story, uh, two of the kids are actually, or two of the stories are actually twins. Um, so one of them is a TV star who works on this like awful, 
um, sitcom and he hates what he does and he's only like he only has the job because he's really handsome and has nice abs so in every episode he has to take his shirt off and he ends up like freaking out in the first episode and and maybe getting fired uh his sister is one of the things that like people i've seen people talk about on this is like it has this story of a of a woman who is um morbidly obese and and struggling with that and she's um she ends up falling in love with this guy who's in her like fat people psychology or what mentor support group yes um wow that was way too many words to find (laughs) the right one um and so like they have this really adorable relationship but she is struggling with this thing that i i feel like you just don't you don't see that story told very often on television uh and I, i think that all of the performances here are really really good uh and then the last one is a a guy who um was uh, adopted and ends up like as soon as you meet him he's he's gotten this pi to find his dad um and so he ends up at first he like when he tells his wife like hey this i, I hired a pi it cost us some money you'll see it on the credit card i found him i don't think i'm going to do anything about it and she's like i don't care about the money like what are we, why are you doing this are we doing something about it and uh <laughs> part of why i love his character is that he um he keeps saying that he doesn't care about it, but he keeps like doing things that are obviously antithetical to that. So of course he goes and finds his dad and then they are telling this really touching story about um, him sort of learning. I mean, his dad was a, was a drug addict at the time and doesn't even remember like leaving the kid at a fire station. Um, So all of the things that his son is, is pissed at him about, he doesn't remember. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Like say whatever you want. I, I can't fix anything. And like the, they, the son really wants to be pissed at him and like just break him in half, but that the scene is is brilliantly written because you realize that he can't because he's just like well, sh- shit. Like you take all the wind out of the sails when you just tell me that I'm right and that I can say whatever I want and that like you are a piece of shit. Like if you if you do that for me, then I don't get what I want. Um, and so them like build, rebuilding this relationship is really interesting. Um, what's cool about it is that there are these themes that that reflect um it's like the the different stories are foils for each other so you'll see how many episodes are there there's only two oh man i mean we've talking about so long i thought it was like a whole season (laughs) no i know that's how that is how (laughs) dense this show is so there are these really great themes between the different stories that where you'll they'll cut from like you'll have a character who gives a speech or talks about like great ways to like raise their kids or the ways they want to raise their kids. And then they'll smash cut to a different story where you see a different character, like embodying that in this beautiful way. Um, and it's things like that about this show that I think are really special. Um, the reason I say it's super manipulative is that when you do four stories like this, what you get to do is what they do at the end of the fourth or the second episode where you basically have 15 straight minutes of like power speeches because you followed a story here in, in storyline a, you followed the story and you get to the end and like the two characters have this beautiful, well-written, powerful moment where they're talking to each other or they're yelling at each other or whatever. And they punch through that wall and like there you get your climax and then you cut to storyline B where you get the same fucking thing for storyline B, but it's a different subject. And then you cut to storyline C and you get the same thing. And so it's just like, as a as a melodramatic show, it like hits you and then hits you and then hits you and then hits you and then like throws in a twist at the end of the episode and goes to credits and it just like drops the mic and goes fuck it we don't care and it I I know that it's silly and it's silly in the ways that as a huge fan of Friday Night Lights I adore um, 
uh, it's it's the most excited I've been for a show. I don't know this year maybe, or at least in the last few months. Um, so I you you can watch the first episode on Netflix for free or on uh, on Amazon for free. Why would you? Um, you basically described <laughs> it. No. So here's the thing: I didn't. There is a huge twist in this show that I am being very coy about. Um, that about the only thing that, that causes <laughs> that that actually causes all of the stuff I said to be just magnified, um, which is that there are aliens in the show. No. Um, it, cool. So yeah, you should go check out the first episode for free if you like it. Uh, you can you can buy it on Amazon or you can watch it on I don't know whatever fucking old people station it's on. Um, so yeah, sounds like an ABC show. I think it is. Yeah, or CBS, one of the two. No, CBS. It's not a police procedural, so it's not on CBS. No, but it's totally for old people. Sounds like it's super CW. melodramatic. Uh, no, no, it's not CW because it has it's relatively dramatic. good. Yeah, it's dramatic and has relatively good production values. Yeah. So. Um, it doesn't look like it was made in 1994. Is that still the thing? Like, I know when I was in high school, CBS was the old people's network, but they've been number one forever. Well, yeah, but yeah, it's... Yeah, dude, because old people watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, we stream TV, bro. Yeah, like... <laughs> that makes sense. I genuinely... I bought the season on Amazon, because I was like, I want to see all these. I'll just buy it. I don't... I, my cable box... How much does it cost up. to buy a, a season that you can watch for free on TV? Uh, 20 bucks. But now I can watch it as many times yeah, I as I want. And yeah. And I'd have to hook up my cable box that I only own because it makes my internet cheaper. Like, mm. uh, and I'd have to watch it in the other room. So, and I don't want to do that. Um, I want to watch it while I do stuff or clean or just sit in my chair or lay in bed and cry. All right, man. Oh. Anyway. Three, hour, three hours later, about a 30-minute show. Yep. It's only 30 minutes. No, it's an hour long. Oh, He's an idiot. It, it, it doesn't make it better, Kendall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You should go watch this. Did you us. watch anything else, James? No, no. Oh, those those two things God. are the big thing. Oh, come on. <laughs> this motherfucker runs an hour and a half every week, and you yell at me? No, I'm every just week. <laughs> <laughs> just the last two. Because <laughs> I've been working, and I need something to play in the background. Oh, fair. Very fair. Brad, what did you watch this week? Oh, poor Zach. Well, no. no. <laughs> hey, the, hey li- the listeners okay. can't see how we're sitting. It's actually okay because we both have two movies. To well, share. No, and also Zach is part of Real Nerds yet, so he doesn't get any special privileges. Whoa, <laughs> he's part of the crew. So fuck him. Can you post on uh, Facebook? Yes, I can. Yeah, you're a part of the fucking crew. So he, he's not using any special. <laughs> as soon as you get admin privileges. Yeah. <laughs> Until I ask you, can this be an EPK? Just treat me like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Easy and done. <laughs> anyway, Brad. Okay, I'll leave the two that we both did together for the end. So um, I finally watched Drag Me to Hell. Not You've never seen it? Wait, I've what? I've never seen it. Oh. Really? Yeah. How did you like it? It was okay. I really liked the ending. <laughs> yeah, 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 the ending's And awesome. I should also say, because it, it was the Blu-ray, I watched the uh, like the unrated director's cut. So yeah. I didn't, it's not the theatrical version, but... I, I didn't oh, okay. see the original, so I don't know what's uh, different. Well, the big difference is, the, is it's more gore. Like the part where she's in yeah. the bank and like vomiting and shit. Because the yeah. ending the ending the is bloody the same. nose is crazier. Yeah. 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 Well, because she also throws up the blood or so. Well, I forget how it goes. Yeah. yeah. She, her nose just like yeah. explodes and then the, the old lady like drools on her a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only That's thing, about it. I only remember it being, yeah, like more, more comedic um, elements of, of gore than anything else. Like the story is the same beat yeah. for beat. Sam so, Raimi. Yeah. It, like, because so, the ending is so good. What's uh, Sam Raimi's thing with like old women and uh, books and curses? That's <laughs> uh, what he does. They're so cool. Keep making that movie forever. Yes. Really? I, I would say Drag Me to Hell is, has like similar beats, but it's different. If you're lucky. It's different, but it's just like those are two, like three very, like large, consistent 
yeah. icons of his filmography. Anyway. Well, and it goes back to, you know, that was after he did Spider-Man 3 and he didn't have any, like, fun left in his bones. And somebody was like, hey, you should make a fun movie again and get some passion back. Well, he and you could see it in that I movie. I enjoyed all the, like, the really practical stuff. Like, I watched the bonus features. Yeah. Was yeah. Cool to well, see, he like... was, uh, wasn't supposed to direct it, but he got right. tricked into doing it. Right. Yeah. Well, cause he, yeah, like yeah. Well, because his producer would tell him, he says, "Man, Sam, you wrote this script. You really should probably direct it." Right. And he said, and he, he said what "James said he's like, I just did Spider Man. I'm tired. I kind of want to take a break." And he's like, "You really, really should direct this." And so they were like prodding him for like a year, and he's like, "Fine, I'll do it." Yeah, <laughs> but it's one where you can see the passion oh, in yeah, a way yeah. that like you don't see in Spider Man Three because he's a little beaten, you know. My favorite part of that movie is when the goat says, you're going to die, bitch. Oh, man. There's a talking goat in that movie. Yep. There's a talking goat, right? <laughs> Gotta love a talking goat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix released uh, Family Guy Season 14, Volume 14. Uh, <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> Wait, what? We, 14 seasons in Season 3? No, I know. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's great. Uh, the uh, So what do they, sh- do they show on Netflix? Do they show the DVD versions or do they show the broadcast versions? I think it's the... Uh, DVD versions because they say fuck and stuff. Oh, okay, right? cool. Yeah, so, um, the, the one the one big thing is like uh, there's like four or five episodes on how like awful Brian is. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, about right. <laughs> yeah, he hooks up with Bonnie in one of them. Um, uh, Meg's friend because like he sneaks into this like girl's uh, locker room and like sees her changing. And he's he's just into her for a body, and then uh, he hooks up with this marine's wife. And when the guy catches him, he just pretends to be like a real dog. <laughs> so he doesn't right. get beat up and stuff. It's just like, uh, and he's also making uh, like George W. Bush jokes. Like nice. at this point, he should be just, he should be railing on Trump, but he's still like <laughs> invested in well, no, early two thousands political humor. Yeah, yeah, I just love that when Brian's a douchebag. Yeah, like, I love those ones. It's just amazing because in the first couple seasons, he's like a pretty decent character. Yeah, he's, but he's the like the voice re- of reason. Yeah, and now he's just a complete douchebag. Well, now he drives a Prius and. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, one of his subplots is that he gets a pair of like thick glasses, so he's just constantly like trying to look intelligent. So um, anyway, yeah, a lot of fun stuff. Um, I was like the last five episodes, I was like really cracking up. Um, I watched uh, London Has Fallen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I needed something. Had you not seen it with us? No. Okay. I I looked up. I was like, oh, that was this year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, And it's. It's a movie we should do a commentary for because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's I mean, so my expectations problems. weren't high from the original, but uh, excuse me. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, the original is great. <laughs> great. Uh, yes. Do you remember how many? Do you remember how many times he stabs people in the face? I'm just saying. <laughs> it was the movie the, is great. It was the best Die Hard movie that year in a year when we had an actual Die Hard movie. Yes, mm. actually, we had three of them. No. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I also watched a. Uh, horror movie called Holidays, which you may know... Ooh, is it spelled D-A-Z-E? No. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, it's the one where Kevin Smith did a segment. It's an anthology thing in the vein of, like, ABCs of Death and whatnot, except they're all, instead of letters, it's, you know, uh, the major holidays. Um, and Kevin Smith did the Halloween one, and his uh, is this guy who runs a... Uh, uh, one of those, like, girl chat things. Um, why can't I think girl, of Girlchat.com. Sexy girl the, chat thing. Sure, uh, sexygirlchat.com. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, copyright, copyright, real much podcast. Uh, Brad and I are going to start a podcast called sexygirlchat.com. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, he's uh, 
kind of abusive. No, he is abusive, but he's kind of running the show on this. Uh, this way to, to make apologies for abusive people. <laughs> he's kind of abusive. <laughs> no, he's totally abusive. And then the three women get, like get the better of him and make him cut off his own dick. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, sure. Yeah, and that's the Halloween one. It's, it's it takes place in Halloween. There's another one where a woman. It's for St. Patrick's Day. She gives birth to a snake. Oh, um, I hope it'd be a leprechaun. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it a green snake? Uh, not. Well, didn't St. Patrick drive snakes out of Ireland? Isn't that his thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's based around. It's like yeah, based around that Father's Day. This girl gets a tape from her father who's been dead forever, and she like uses the tape to track him down. And um, the the segments are like oh, okay. Yeah. The last one was probably the best one where. Um, there's like this serial killer guy and he, he picks his next victim, goes on a date with her and it turns out that she's also a serial killer and she gets the better of him. So spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also got to watch Zootopia, which I didn't get to see with you guys. Aww. Nice. And, uh, I, I don't think I was like blown away by it as much as you, you have guys, no heart. <laughs> I don't. Uh, but the animation is amazing considering yeah. like how big that world is and, um, the message of the movie is really good too. So, yeah. um, the smart script, yeah, it's really smart. Yep, like uh, you don't even know you're being like preached to until. Oh, I knew it. Like I'm sitting there going, like <laughs> they're telling me something, but I can't quite figure it. Oh, there it is. I started it the other day. Uh, I just had some time to kill, and I've got it on. Uh, like I've got, I've got the digital copy of it, um, and so I spun it up and got just far enough to get to the scene where. Uh, she oh oh she 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 says that she uh it's it's right after the the popsicle thing at the beginning and they get outside of the of the uh the elephant popsicle stand right and she's like i you know i'm just so surprised you know you're a fox but you're just so articulate and i was like oh snap <laughs> this is a disney movie you just you just like brought in like hardcore racial commentary and then it didn't stop yeah. that movie's great uh, and then i uh rewatched the Shawshank redemption and the green mile Mm, Ryan of, doesn't like those movies. He says that they're dog isn't shit. Isn't the Shawshank the Redemption just one of those perfect films? Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's the greatest yeah. film of all time. Yeah, if I had to rank it, it'd be at the top. <laughs> <laughs> art is subjective, and movies are subjective, and they're also art, so you can like that movie if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, and I do, because I was, you know, I haven't watched it in a few years. Um, yeah. it's, it's not one of the best all time for me, but yeah. right. um, especially the Green Mile, like, I was surprised I was actually tearing up at the end, because I kind of forgot. What, you cried? I Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm talking. <laughs> oh, you Brad. Mean Brad. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what's what's the movie where his heart's two times too small? Oh, The Grinch. The Grinch. The Grinch. There we go. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's that's all I that's think me. about is Brad. Uh, I mean, I wasn't bawling. Okay. Was, <laughs> <laughs> all right. There we go. But, I mean, tears tears didn't come out of my eyes, but I thought I, I've cried before. I'm what, sitting there watching. What happened in Denver? Well, in Bradley Town, they say. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Michael Clark Duncan, who is now deceased. Give this great speech at the end about how he wants to die because the world is so terrible. Oh God! I'm tired, <laughs> wow. Boss. I'm mostly just tired of people being mad to each other. Man, you. And then I watched the special features where they're ex- like showing you how that scene went down, where they could have just shot his close up and Tom Hanks could have gotten a bagel, but no, he sat there and acted his ass off so that Michael Clark Duncan could do that scene the way it needed to be done. Oh, yeah. Yep. Man, Tom Hanks is good. I will say I actually think the Green Mile is better than Shawshank Redemption I in think so the too. Frank Darabont, what? Stephen King universe. What about Sully? Uh, it it's not. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, well, when you watch it back to back, it's just like a good movie fest. Like, yeah, I, I don't I don't think one's better than the other. It's 
you know, they yeah. both have their pros and cons. And I think it's uh, a bias just because Green Mile has that that magical element to it. You yeah, know? and it's got Sam Rockwell. Right, hard to beat. I was sitting there going like, I forgot how he gets taken out of this movie, and then when that, like it started leading up to it, I was like, oh yeah, Percy gets yeah yeah. And then Shawshank on the special features, I was like entertained how you know I I went to film classes and they had you like infer things about what the director intended you know this thing's this certain color because they're trying to do this and it was refreshing to hear um frank darabont say like yeah people ask you know say like oh the truck at the end's red because you know the character's name is red what and frank darabont's like no it was just the only one we had (laughs) it was available it was just red it was the style i wanted yeah yeah for the period it was accurate yeah it just happened to be red and he's red Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, and then the last two things um, Zach and I saw together. Whoa! Uh, which was uh, the first one, "Don't Think Twice." Don't think twice from Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, oh, man. movie about uh, an improv troupe where one of the guys becomes more famous than the others, and all the infighting that ensues. And you know what? I don't have to think twice. I only have to think once. This movie is amazing. Dork. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's been practicing Fuck that you. all <laughs> week. For, you know. It's yeah, it, it's a great film. Yeah, like it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's brutally honest. Very honest. Um, you know, nothing like extravagant wise. Like, there's no like big set pieces and stuff. It's just characters <laughs> existing, talking in the real world, um, and it's compelling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it, there's a real honesty to it. Like if you've ever done improv um, or stage stuff, yeah. or tried to be an artist in general. Yeah. Um, it's about how your dreams don't come true, kids. Oh, oh, thanks, Mike. Well, it's I, also about how to cope with, <laughs> how to find other ways to, you know, achieve your dreams. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. As you said that, I started thinking of, like, what Mike Birbiglia would look like if he got bombastic and showy and did, like, like I, can't e- I can't even picture it. Like, I don't, no. I don't know what that would look like. I would watch a Mike Birbiglia movie with explosions. No. Like, Mike, Bur- <laughs> Mike, Mike Birbiglia's version of Transformers would be a piece of art. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like so that. is that that's at the Mayan, right? Uh, so far, I, it's, so far, it's been right. there for a while. So I don't know if it's going to disappear like in the next oh, okay. week or so. But um, so, I'm sure it'll be on digital. It's soon amazing. After. It's amazing that two amazing films this year are in the same theater at the same time right now. Oh, what what else is at the Mayan right now? Well, we'll talk about it in a minute. Oh, okay. And then the other thing we <laughs> saw was Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar, Peculiar Children. Children. Is this a sequel to the Amy Adams movie? No, to Miss Pettigrew lives for a day. Yeah. <laughs> is this an uh, hour and a half uh, commercial for Hot Topic? No, it's two I and a half say hours. That. <laughs> You're just wrong on the timing. <laughs> um, it's two and a half hours long. Well, it's like was it 144 minutes? So Very that's long. what roughly uh, two and a half oh, hours. Uh, 144 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I know what you're thinking is like Tim Burton ruin this movie but uh it's not his fault i would say the script is terrible yep <laughs> and he had to work with what he had well who wrote it you jane goldman okay uh, who Which wrote he... x-men first class and um kick ass and stuff with matthew vaughn okay i like those things yeah i do too and that's what makes with, this i don't think the script of any of those things is why they're good though no that's true <laughs> <laughs> this one within the first five minutes i was like uh-oh <laughs> oh so it was kickboxer vengeance yeah like visually it's it's great like all the um all the ma- like magical elements 
like it's very understated for a Tim Burton film. I, I know you're thinking probably like garish, like mm. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, but it's actually very down to earth, very mellow. Well, that's good. Except for the, the when they get to the home for the peculiar children. Uh, but even then, it's just like the only real extravagance is, is their powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even those powers aren't like. You know, no one's throwing fire. Like oh, well, that girl does throw, throw fire, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we forgot about that. That was great. There's yeah. not, there's not black and white stripes all over the place, and there's no like. Billy, 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 bum, bum, bum. Well, for me, it would be more like, is it, is it like bubbly and over CG'd and like, no, you know, no. Are, actually, are there big-headed people? There's a stop motion sequence. In oh, so, ugh. Um, which was actually kind of cool. This just yeah, actually, so considering like what the scene was, like I felt stop motion was kind of appropriate for it. But it was just odd considering that something else similar happens later, and they went CG with it. Well, after oh. all, these children are peculiar. Yeah, so. um, and that's an actual term, much like a uh, muggle. People are called peculiars in this. Uh, it's so British. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, in the first. Uh, <laughs> They're doing like uh, the stylized green in it, naked. <laughs> yes, that, that <laughs> I would, think that's that, in their contract. That, 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 was, the, see that, it, that was the that was the odd <laughs> choice in the entire film. Well, what's funny no, is, but would you believe that Miss Peregrine actually turns into a peregrine falcon? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No. She has two powers. She can turn into a peregrine (laughs) because she can alter time. I I thought you were bullshitting me. I assume that's why I looked. I'm like, wait, what? No, serious. She has two powers. She can turn into actually all. uh, I forget the the term is for the type of people who can alter time. Peculiars. Oh, okay. Insipids or something like that. Yeah. Inbreds. Euclids. Uh, It better not be inbreds. Probably not inbreds. Eucalyptus. Yeah. Yeah. The in the first five minutes, like the the main kid, also sorry, Asa Butterfield, but he is so dry in this movie. Like he delivers when surprise th- things are super imp- like impactful about to happen, and he's just like, "Okay, here's the plan. This is what we need to do." What what happened? Like that? Yeah, yeah. He's really trying to hide his accent. He has an accent. I think he's British. He is. Isn't yeah. it set in Britain? Isn't it a British show? Or a movie? Well, what he's is American, yeah, but he's American, but he has to go to London. Oh. Or no. Which is kind of weird. No, they went to... Like they could have just... Why? Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, you could just cast someone else. Yeah. Or let him do his accent. Whatever. Well, who were they, really they going to get? The Maze Runner kid? Uh, it's, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, no. He'll delay your movie a year and a half, so don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, like get by a car. The whole premise of the story is that um, Asa Butterfield, his grand... Or his... Yeah, his grandfather... Uh, Terrence Stamp, um, he gets murdered. You don't know why, except probably monsters. <laughs> he gets a hold of Usually. some letters. <laughs> probably monsters. Growing up, he told him about like, oh, I, you know, you're a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I spent some time at this home, uh, Miss uh, Peregrine's home, uh, for you know, peculiar children. Oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, in the event of my death, you should go. Uh, Hang out with this lady. Yeah, go check it out. And she's cool he's being. he's taking psych like uh, psychology psychiatry sessions because um, he saw his grandfather murdered. Yeah, and he can't deal with it. Sure. And so the psycho- psychiatrist recommends like, yeah, you should go pursue uh, finding out if your grandfather was making all the shit up. And his parents are like, we don't want him to do that, but they they eventually allow him to, and his dad has to go along with him. Okay. And they go to this small town, 
In I life. already know why this movie is two and a half hours long. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> they go to the small town. Um, uh, he wa- his dad wants to also like take photos of birds. Like he's a bird <laughs> photographer. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of subplots here. Does and he they really? Don't, does and he they lo- don't get along. Does he really love peregrine falcons? I bet he loves peregrine falcons. There's this, like this scene in the middle that out of nowhere, like. Uh, you know, he changed, he's instead of like laying his son wander around, he's like, oh, we should hang out for a day. And they go to the beach and there's this other photographer already taking pictures of birds. And he's like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> this whole goes, trip is ruined. Goes back to the pub just like and then and gets the next thing you see is five beers just already drunk. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, when the kid Sounds wanders sad. off on his own, like the dad pays uh, two local boys to like show him around. And then they... That's not, never a good idea. Yeah, yeah. But don't they, like, ditch him? And then he gets... Like, he just wanders in this one place, and then... And then he the, finds... But he finds the home and sees that it's been bombed out because... And you get to the, the home... Nazis bombed it during the war. Oh, good. Yeah. Now there's war involved. So maybe it doesn't Nazis. exist. Yeah. But then he wanders into this cave, and the cave is actually <gasps> the portal to... What? The time loop that Miss Peregrine is keeping everyone alive in. Are there are there oh. are there peculiar Nazis in this movie? No. Oh son of a bitch. <laughs> that could have been good. Oh, I got so excited there. I was hyperventilating. The only Nazi ty- Nazi type thing is that they uh, the Nazis. So they're in this time loop where they reset every day to the day when the house was bombed. Wait. So now the movie is a Star Trek episode. Sure. Sure. Okay. Do you want to call it? Do you know what they're talking about? No. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about, and we saw the movie together. I'm just trying to... Okay, we'll just stop there, because I was just trying to... I was trying to... The well, there's plenty more. <laughs> no, I think the plot just started. Moral of the story is, I was just sitting there constantly going, like, what is... Like, why? What is Just happening? shaking my head, like, what That's is... Right, the whole time you're explaining, I'm like, what the fuck is this movie about? I didn't even get to, like, Samuel Jackson hamming it up. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Samuel Jackson did this movie? <laughs> he's the villain, and his whole plot is, like, Ooh, he's does trying... Does he have a lisp? No, but he's a. Uh, who did I compare him to? Oh, uh, this is so gonna be racist. But anyway, his whole his whole motivation <laughs> is he and a bunch of other <laughs> no peculiars did a science experiment. They transformed into horrible monsters, and the only way to revert back to the original state is to steal people's eyeballs and eat them. What? Nice. Oh, Otter of Horror. Oh, the Neon Demon. No, no, no. The <laughs> character. <laughs> the character. Like the level of acting. Oh, I can't remember what you. The were... movie is like. All exposition. Everyone's just explaining things about how everything works. And then what else? Who did I compare him to? I can't remember. At the there's, end, there's four books, right? Isn't that I, what it is? I don't know anything about the books. I don't know. Wait, wait the movie's I, I got books even, in it now? I don't even think there should have been a chapter. <laughs> the movie uh, has books in it. At the end, at the end of Samuel L. Jackson, like I have to get her out of me. And then he just throws up. No, and, that doesn't. No, he yeah. finds like. And <laughs> we then, had a great look there together, Kendall. <laughs> it took me a minute to get it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. That was for me. He all has right. lines like, "Yeah, once we get all the like harvest their eyeballs, then we'll be able to take over the world." Type what dialogue? Yeah. What is happening? Wow. If you thought yoga hosers was confusing, get I, ready for Miss Peregrine's home to kill your children. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's insane. So, so children shouldn't watch it. <laughs> that was the, that was the weird thing. I was like, it's it's PG thirteen, <coughs> but at some point they're eating these eyeballs, and I'm just like, uh, okay, like this is a Tim Burton movie, right? Because, and I looked at the rating afterward, PG thirteen. 
How are they able to get away with eating eyeballs on screen? Like, they're visibly eating these eyeballs. Because they care blood. about violence onto specific people. So if they ripped them out of yeah. them and ate them, then they would care. They ripped them if out of children. Blood, but but if they were... But not on screen. But not on screen. Yeah. Not on screen. They just said, yeah. hey, we got this bag of eyeballs, and yeah. they came no, from there's children. That, there's that one monster, like, digs into Samuel L. Jackson and pulls out his eyes. That's true. Finale. Oh, spo- yeah. spo- 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 spoilers. It would, be, it would be R if it showed... Blood, or if they said fuck more than once. Yeah, yeah. they never said fuck. <laughs> Don't say fuck, man. And they didn't show blood. So. <laughs> Which is weird because Samuel L. Jackson was in the movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. It's one of the most baffling things, stories I've mm-hmm. ever. So, not a, not a recommendation? No. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. So, don't want. Okay. Well, good. I'm still going to. I mean, we Let's... should totally do a commentary of it and take it apart because <laughs> it'd be great. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. Zach. Zach, anything else? Um, uh, so what did I watch this week? No, oh, um, yeah. Uh, I watched uh, Rocky three times in a row. <laughs> I Instead don't know. Instead of watching what... one, two, and three? Yeah, just I just watched one. the first one. That sounds like a good plan. And over yeah. again. And it's a good movie, and I don't understand why I wasn't watching this on a loop when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. That's ice a very scene. good movie. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, the ice skating. I'm a southpaw. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you, I'm a southpaw. That movie's where I learned to hit on women, just awkwardly. <laughs> just you just hit on women? stumble and, oh, fuck off. <laughs> so you hit on women. It was good for the joke, man. <laughs> when you hit on women, you just come out I just the kitchen and say, you know, I got uh, spaghetti here, you know, and I'm just trying to make it through life, you know. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah, work. Absolutely, yeah. See? You, you want to see my turtles? I even do the accent. <laughs> I don't know. Just the spaghetti is a selling yeah. point? Nice. <laughs> I even do the accent. I don't know why it never works. It's so insane. You don't have um, spaghetti. It's true because they always say like, "Great, I'd love some spaghetti," and then they don't. And you're lying, right? And then they're like, "What the fuck? You promised me spaghetti," and then they leave. Everyone's just hungry. Yeah, and I'm like, "Shit!" Now I'm alone (laughs) in this Italian restaurant that I bought. Anyway, Zach. (laughs) So I didn't watch the Italian restaurant. (laughs) Um, uh, I also saw Thirty One by Rob Zombie. Oh wow! How did you feel about it? I don't know how I feel about it's it horrible. because it's an <laughs> assemblage of watch? scenes that make no oh. sense. I didn't make it past like 30 minutes. It's bad. I, can be I can't honest. believe I made it past <laughs> the entire thing. I can't very believe I made it. Mine is my wife wanted to watch it because she likes Rob Zombie films, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I don't have a problem with Rob Zombie films. I think his reimagining of Halloween is fine. Even though did John you, Carpenter you called him an asshole, yeah. that's funny. No, no, he called him a piece of shit. Let's yeah. be, let's be. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> the thi- the reason he calls him a piece of shit is, is you should read the quote because he's yeah, not just you it, know because yeah, he ignored him. Taken yeah. It, well, it has more to do with like things that Rob Zombie has said. So it you know, yeah. Anyway, but anyway, thirty one is an assemblage of scenes that make no sense. Like oh, like okay, there so will be like, blood. The problem the problem that I have with this film is is that there is no there slow is, down. There is no explanation. As to who these villains are. Nope. So it's the it's the horror film of. Um, there will be blood. There, will, there be blood. will be blood. I didn't Everything even, you're saying is there will be blood. I didn't anyway, even put go that ahead. together. Hours on that. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> are there a lot of like shots that look like they were left on the cutting room floor? We're gonna have a discussion in the car that yeah, you're I not bet gonna I'm, like. No, I think I'm gonna love it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It's go gonna ahead. be involving me bludgeoning you with a hammer. Um, no. It just there's like there's no motivation for what these people are doing to the other people, and, and trying which, to f- which really. <laughs> so uh, the premise of the movie is a uh, fanful of carnival performers are driving somewhere, 
There's and no, they're, they're driving yeah, exactly. somewhere. There's no, there's no explanation as to what they're doing, who they are. And then I got to put up with uh, everyone thinking Sherry Moon Zombie is hot. Oh yeah, that vanity. She just drives me crazy. I was, did. Was I liked the opening scene. I thought oh, that was God. weird. That was the I only was good part great. of this movie was Doomhead played by Richard Brake. And mm. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. That guy okay. is talented. But I will also say it drove me crazy. Much like the ADR in Magnificent Seven, he was a, had clown and blood all over his face. And mm-hmm. from shot to shot, it kept on changing. It did. Oh. So I was like, oh, my God. Can't you just shoot him one day doing this fucking monologue? Wait, did that take up more than two seconds of the movie? Yeah, it was. The okay, so second. it's not at all like Magnificent so it's Seven. Like, <laughs> just for the record, yeah. It's like the first five, seven minutes of yeah. it. And, I mean, his performance is great. But it distracts me when in one shot he has blood on his teeth. Then the next shot he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then the next shot his, like, blood around his mouth changes. That just drives me bananas. Yeah. Um, it's like continuity. So anyway, 31, not necessarily the best. What was the best, though? Hell or high water. Yep. Ah. Uh, you hear that? Yeah, Zach so. just came. Yep. <laughs> Zach's hair is all messed up, and he just yeah. exhaled really unusually, and I'm uncomfortable. As you can clearly tell, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Bridges is amazing in this film. Um, uh, Chris Pine's pretty decent in it. Ben Foster steals the show. Um, for those who don't know what it's about, it's about two brothers who uh, uh, pull off a series of small heists, cash only, from the drawer um, amongst these different banks in Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you don't know specifically why they're only getting from the drawer. You don't know exactly why they're doing all these things, but it slowly is revealed what's going on. Uh, over time, as Jeff Bridges, who plays this law enforcement officer, is investigating Texas, Texas the, Ranger, Texas Ranger, who's investigating the situation. Um, How did you feel about the weird racism in the movie? That's why oh, I did not like it. Oh, uh-huh, I because it is a thing that like. How do you feel about the weird racism in Dirty Harry? Well, that movie's old. Um, this movie, the, this movie was meant to feel old. Okay, but I I agree with that. It is more in the performance. So like <laughs> the. <laughs> The, I know it's, it's not, not an excuse. I don't know how I felt about it to be honest. Yeah, like that's the thing. I love. I really um, like the movie. In but, I like the movie as eighty percent of No Country, which is a a a really nice thing to say, I I think to say. So so but like that so one stop, thing of his character, I don't quite get. So to so to stop kidding with you for a minute, um, I honestly don't know how I felt about it because yeah. it's. I could say it's a part of the character, but that would be making an excuse that I don't believe is there. Yeah, and it's weird. I, I feel like it's a, it's a subtle thing that was done in an unsubtle way, like on the day. Like I feel like it's maybe something that was supposed to be written to be like, oh, this is the way they jab at each other to, yeah, to show could, that they love each other. You could call but, it ball busting, but but the performance doesn't show that. No, right? it like doesn't. The, that's that's that's. But if that's the only issue in an otherwise tight script, yeah. Then I gotta say I wish more movies had similar problems. Oh, I I thoroughly enjoy the movie. I, I it's just one of those weird things that it's. I'm not saying I want racism in everything. <laughs> no, right. I only bring it up because it's a thing that like now that someone else has seen it, um, the that was a thing where I I couldn't quite reconcile. Right. So sometimes I'll see a movie and I'm like, oh, you know, this is really good, but like there's a thing I can't put to, together, and that's what it was for me. To be honest, he wasn't the character I was fascinated with. I was fascinated with Ben Foster to the point where oh, I was just agreed. Like, so to the point where I'm just like, yeah, okay, he's making engine jokes. Yeah. 
big whoop de doo Right. Let's get back to Ben Foster and how amazing he is. Oh, the guy you know, kills like, it. It's what it is. Um, would I say it's the best movie of the year? It's teetering on that because that script is really good. Well, it's going to yeah. replace Keanu for you. <laughs> it's going to replace Keanu. Uh, you won't the, let me get. Was, you won't let that go, no. will you? <laughs> was, that, was that this year? Yep. Yeah. Holy shit! We're getting close to that part of the year where um, I, I need to make a list so that we can do the like. Do you guys remember blank? Oh man. Um, but um, and then the last thing that I watched was um, uh, sorry, I'm blanking here for a minute. Um, uh, oh. Rocky Balboa. Great. Hey, that's got the guy from This Is yes, Us. Yes, Milo and yeah. Amelia. Right, yeah. You yeah. know, I... And I still haven't seen Creed yet, so don't... Nobody spoil it for me, but... Uh, it's good. Spoilers. Yeah, I, I've heard. So I've heard. I just got it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, Rocky Balboa seems to me, like, incomplete. Interesting. We're just, like, maybe that's what Creed's the, gonna fill the void, you know? What's incomplete so? about it for you? Yeah. To me, it's just like, it's, yeah, it's about proving that he can still fight, but I don't feel that was ever the point of Rocky was to fight. It was to <sighs> to be happy. You are, you are smart in a way that I wasn't for a few years there. Cause I love Rocky Balboa and I still do. And I but saw the thing it, you're putting I your finger on. I saw when it first came out and yeah. I liked it, but I'm watching it now and I'm like, yeah, but after watching the first Rocky, this movie seems more focused on the boxing and less on the human aspect so that you should go back to if if we went back to my review of creed like when i saw creed the first time i realized i haven't even heard your review on creed because i don't want it spoiled for me the (laughs) i always felt like rocky balboa was a cool way to wrap up that character Uh and then i saw creed and was like oh shit i forgot that that was actually like that was like sylvester stallone's way of wrapping up that character in a similar way to how he wrapped up rambo Uh, which is like, you know, it's from a place where it loves the all, the whole series. Whereas like Creed treats that character the way that the original Rocky treats that character. That's Um, what I, that's what I felt. I felt, yeah, I felt that Balboa was more a tribute to the series and less to what the first Rocky is. And after I can confirm this after watching Rocky three times in a row, the movie's not really about boxing. Right. Um, you So, yeah, you should go home and watch Creed. That movie will probably crush you then because it is fantastic. Well, I um, it's a good thing we're recording early tonight, isn't it? Yeah. What <laughs> second or third best movie of last year? Like I think we all had it on our list or or at least two of us did. Brad, did you? It, I did not. I didn't, but it would but be it like it would be like 12th or right, yeah, 11th, like, yeah. It's just an amazing film. Um, um anyway, so that's that's, cool. that's all I watched this week. Yeah. Fuck, two hours later, here we go. Um, no, just to... No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, to build like, on... We're actually uh, doing really well for uh, how many people are on the show. Uh, 31. It's basically vignette after vignette of people being punished, and you don't understand why with outlandish characters, which is completely stupid. My wife is like, oh, well, the set design is good. I actually disagree with my wife. I can tell that it's um, cheaply shot because it's all shot like in a boiler room that just dressed differently throughout the fil- whole oh, film. Yeah. Well, um, it was an Indiegogo campaign was it yeah it was crowdfunding. well it's shitty um well then because i i i watched night of the living deb last week and that film was made for a hundred thousand dollars and i thought it looked and shot was shot better um because it gets to a point where uh with with rob zombie films sometimes it's like and i've I've said this for many years and brad actually pointed out he's like well his wife's in it so you don't like it it's not the only reason (laughs) it's because i have a really my biggest problem with rob zombie as a filmmaker is so he'll subject women in his 
films to unspeakable violence continuously. In the first Halloween, little Daniel Harris is running, getting her ship, shirt ripped off so she's naked, getting stabbed, hung, um, and all this stuff. And then when it comes to his wife, he's like, mm, hands off, hands off. I'm not going to let something that abusive happen to her. Well, you can go back to um, uh, Devil's Rejects, where she goes down in a blaze of glory. But what do they do in the meantime? They rape and murder a woman inside of a hotel room. Yep. To me, that's what comes through in his films. You he's, know, he's, even he's too transparent. He's too transparent. It's like, oh, that's yeah. my wife. So I'm not actually. It, it, I got Lords of Salem again because I got it for a dollar at Tradesmart. Because uh, Tradesmart has like 80% off their used stuff. Yeah. So I got I'm like, I'm going to rewatch it. But I still remember in that film that all these bad things will happen to people except his wife. He's like, oh, no, I'm not going to hurt my wife. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to be subject other women to sexual assaults, violence. And I mean, he's not nice you, about so it. So what you're saying is you hate his wife so much that you want to no. watch her get hurt in films. That's what I'm hearing. No, no I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, what I'm, I'm saying is, is he's, a, he, he's really brutal. And that's his film style. I understand that. Whether you're going from his first film, but, House of a Thousand Corpses, up to 31. But by casting her, it makes her a, a weakness in the film. It makes her a weakness. Yeah. Not only her, her acting ability, which isn't that great, but also it's like, oh, because what happens to her at the end of 31? Oh, she makes it out. Sure. Nobody else does. Which, yeah. by the way, that ending was extremely vague and stupid. It was stupid. The whole film is stupid. <laughs> and I just don't... When, because when, you, when Rob Zombie doesn't have the the structure of a Halloween, I think he loses the weight with his own writing mm. because he's like, I'm going to try to shock you. And I think sometimes his characters, a lot like Kirkman, they say stuff that's just dumb. And yeah. it's like, I'm going to say shocking things just to be shocking. <laughs> like motherfucking shit, fuck shit, fuck. Who cares? Who cares? Say something intelligent. Yeah. I, I would want to say that he was trying to be an exploitation filmmaker. I just don't think he knows how to do it properly. I don't think so either. I think... I, yeah, because you're right. You, you're introduced to these villains. Oh, we're just here. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell and other people dressed up as dandies, and they're killing people for some reason. And they're, so it's basically Hunger Games because they keep on putting like odds on these people to survive. But you don't know what's the bet. What, what, are, what are these people trying to accomplish? Hmm. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. That's and then – and, and I'll just um, – don't even go there. So, um, <laughs> the, so it even goes to the end. This is just um, – puts the exclamation point on my point so his wife gets out of this whatever and this one dude has murdered like everybody and he's the guy at the beginning and doomhead yeah doomhead so he gets his wife cornered in a room he starts choking her and he's gonna kill her and then alarm goes off and they go oh 31's over so yeah, oh, and so goes, she's fine and he gets pissed off because he's just like oh, i didn't make it in time like yeah so what is he following the rules yeah and is anybody else around fuck it who cares yeah he's a murderer so again <laughs> he doesn't you, there's no logic. Yeah, there's no logic to it. And so it just drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, and, th- and so maybe it's because I dislike his his wife so much that it does stick out to me more. But I don't know if anybody else recognizes it when they watch his movies. Yeah. Where even in uh, the Halloween movies, he's, you know, Michael's mom and she's treated as an angel. She's treated as like this saint when, you know, with the, at the beginning with William Forsythe and they're having these conversations. They're not good people. Right. So don't sit there and tell me that she's a good person and whatever. Anyways, the other thing I watched, which I had... Uh, tons of fun watching was pop star never stop never stopping <laughs> um, that movie is brilliant in so many ways i can't even like i just it everything about that movie just made me laugh like not like not a movie where i'm busting up laughing but a movie where i would chuckle all the time because it was just dumb but really funny it's yeah. consistently hilarious yeah and uh yeah i mean 
the the song that tanks Connor for real, where he's saying people should be loved, not gay, and because he just keeps on reiterating that he's not gay, but it's okay if people that are gay get married. It's just really funny, and uh, he doesn't understand why he's not popular anymore with songs like that. Because <laughs> it's just it's really funny. I but love that Seal says it's okay. I've been in this situation before. <laughs> yeah. How do you think, How I, got do you think I got these scars? <laughs> but even his his friend who goes to like a farm to cultivate vegetables because he's no longer allowed in the well, group. Well, then you find out that that's not exactly what he's doing. <laughs> it's not, but he still has really funny like moments. It, it, the movie's hilarious. This is the this is the model of the award that I was supposed to win for <laughs> yeah. Connor's catchphrase song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, and then I mean, it has tons of famous people in it, and they're all really good in it. I love that movie. Cool. Yeah, that movie's really funny. So that's awesome. That that was a good time. Good. Um, yeah. So this week on Real Nerds Podcast, three fifths of us uh, masterminds. Zach, should people see masterminds? No, not at all. Uh, I I was honestly very disappointed by the film, um, and especially since I actually. I'm a Jared Hess kind of guy, but this film was a mess. A mess. Brad? Is it fair for me to review it if I fell asleep through like 10 minutes of it at the end? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, eh, it was kind of boring. No, not kind of boring. It was boring. And I, I, I like uh, Jared Hess's stuff, like Gentleman Broncos, Napoleon Dynamite. But this was just... Um, I can't believe this is a real thing, though. Like, this is a... A real a, event that happened yeah. in real life that they have made into a comedy. Um, so, but yeah, it, it, I thought it was boring. So, I think you can rent it. Here's my uh, issue with the film, and it actually showed up when they were doing the gag reel at the end. So, anytime a movie is made and then there's reshoots, um, you can tell. The parts that were Jared Hess movie, I really enjoyed. Like, I thought Kate McKinnon was really funny in it. Like, an out <laughs> yeah. of place. Um, I think... Uh, Zach Alphanakis and Kristen Wiig were really good in it. But if you were watching, I don't know if you guys were paying attention in, at the gag reel, but it was originally called Armored Car. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes through the gag reel, they actually had masterminds on a, a clapboard that was like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not like a logo, but it was um, label, like a label maker on it. Yeah. So when I look at them, I'm like, oh, there's pickup shots. And every time that I saw the masterminds ones, I'm like, oh, that's what they added to the movie to make it more like mainstream. The montage... Um, but if you take it, if it was just a Jared Hess movie, I think it would work because it's in that same goofy universe. Um, but yeah, I think you can rent it and be did, okay. Did someone else come on to direct it or are you just saying no, like the someone, studio, the someone watched it and they're them. like, oh, we should yeah. add on it. Cause I think it was made what, two years ago, three years ago. It was made two uh, years ago. Okay. It was supposed to be released the last year. Yeah. And I know that relativity went through bankruptcy, but you can tell that they added this stuff in, yeah. I think to try to appeal to more people. But anyways, here's a trailer for masterminds. My name is David Gant. I always felt I was destined for a life of adventure. It didn't quite pan out that way. There he is, the man of your dreams. It's like you're marrying both of us, David. Me and Mama. Move, don't speak, even whisper. Then one day, I met Miss Kelly Campbell. What would you do with a million dollars? Probably start my own business. Maybe be a bounty hunter. Nice. You know, put a cap in their house. Oh! Hold that bird! Oh, oh my gosh, David, let me see. Oh, God! I think that bullet just went straight between your cheeks. Yeah, it feels like it just grazed my biscuits right there know. betwixt them. Kelly tells me y'all work together over at Loomis. That strikes me as an incredible opportunity. 
You talk about robbing a bank. How hard can it be? You load up a truck, and you drive away. are calling it one of the largest cash heists ever. 17 million missing. Authorities are now searching for this man. Look at him. Look like Kenny Rogers and Kenny Loggins had a love child. And then Kenny G, he just showed up to the birthday party, started playing the flute, and messed this boy up. Let's blow a zillion, zillion, baby. It's time to cut David Gant from the team. We can't do this. This is wrong. So, who y'all want me to kill? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> not now, not in front of. Is it one of them? No. Please go upstairs right now. See y'all in a little bit. I spend it Chambers, double cross me. David? Yeah, I'm right here, sugar bush, okay? Don't worry about a thing. Oh! Lord, that's a cheap door. You gotta give me a three count next time. Brace your boobies. What? Sometimes the only way out is through. Is it my imagination, or does every filmmaker want to try to be at the Coen Brothers? I didn't get a Coen Brothers vibe from it at all. But it's mm. about idiots. Yeah, yeah. But, off that, a heist. But, but, but I would say that's Jared Hess too, because yeah, pop stars about idiots. So, yeah. is, so is there will be blood. But I not mean, about the heist. <laughs> um, no, I, I, my my. My problem with the film was I could tell when they were doing in the reshoots also, mm -hmm. but also it was because of the way Zach Galifianakis is fluctuating, fluctuating in weight. You could see oh. him looking a little bit thicker and then a little thinner between certain shots. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, I just... So, I mean... Can I spoil? I could spoil it, yeah, right? Yeah, we're there. Yeah, we're so you can Google the real story. It's also, <laughs> yeah, it's also a comedy. So like. the only time that I felt satisfied outside of Kate McKinnon's character was when we get to Jason Sudeikis's character. Yeah, he was good. Who was really good in this movie? Well, but, that's what I mean because those are Jared Hess moments to me when he goes into a thing and he has you know machine gun and shotgun and he says no, I want that gun. Yeah, the 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 old the old revolutionary yeah. gun that will just blow up in his and face. and it blows up in his face. Yeah, and he falls off. That's funny to me. And then where Zach Alphanakis is on like rollerblades and he like sketches to the back of a car and um, he's like, no, I want you to run. It's more fun for me that way. So he waits till Zach Alphanakis gets away and he starts running after him. Yeah. Like to me, that's Jared Hess. But when you have the montage and a couple other scenes in it, I'm like, you're just adding this stuff on because um, people aren't going to laugh. Like I did when he's like, oh, man, I just shot me and my bullet went between my two biscuits because he shot himself through the crack of his ass. Yeah. Like, that's funny to me. Um, but there's not enough goofy moments in it for to sustain it for me. Um, like Sudeikis should have come in way earlier. Yeah. Like this, the story should have just started at the heist for me. Yeah. Because um, that's like an hour in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cle um, clearly no one was confident in this story. Yeah. No, I agree. And I... I that's what I mean. I think if you're going to make it silly, I mean, I think because <coughs> Kate McKinnon has my favorite moment in it when she is explaining why she's marrying uh, Zach Galifianakis' character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and because she also talks through a smile throughout the whole movie. And I think it's really funny that she's just pretending to be happy. And she says, and so I met the most handsomest man in the world, but he died. And then I was at his funeral, and I saw this pallbearer over there, and he had trouble holding up the coffin. And I was like, well, that's another man. 
<laughs> like that stuff's funny to me because why, it, why take the li- the dead one when you can take the live one? Yeah, it, it's it's just really clever. I mean, those parts to me, I don't know, Brad. Do you, does that feel like a Jared Hess movie to you? Those moments, yeah, those move- moments too. But then you're right. Then you have to wait so long for them to get going, and then I, I don't know. I yeah, the I, montage to don't put don't pull your love was a little was a little Jared Hessish. Hessish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a weird phrase. Um, but it it's killed when he suddenly farts, well, sharts in the, in the pool. <laughs> Although, I will say that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was. But I mean, that's, I mean, they added montages to it. Because there's also that montage where he's training with... Uh, uh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. That doesn't make any sense at all. Although it was really funny watching the, the bum go like, What are you doing to my house? <laughs> Why are you destroying my house? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it just it seems out of place in the film. It, it is out of place. Where I think like Jared Hell's films, like uh, Gentleman Bronco, kind of lets the wackiness just play speak throughout. For, it just speak, goes throughout the whole film. It speaks for itself. Because it, then you have identity crisis like Masterminds. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's Masterminds. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, there's a couple funny performances and funny scenes, but as a whole, it's just like getting to each of those is just, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can feel it's like work. they're trying to put a plot together based on a heist. So it's trying to be a traditional heist movie, but I think what would really work if it was just like this bonkers off the wall. Th- like, you know, I will say probably the funniest line in the film is, and I'm the only one who laughed, is, uh, so Gak, Zach Galifianakis' character gets bumped into Jason Sudeikis's in the airport, and he's like, "Oh man, it's like, sorry, I was just choking on my chulo," and that's asshole, but it's actually a churro. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I fell asleep at the part like right after like they're talking on the beach. Oh, you didn't see the chulo part? That was, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but then, but then I woke up and they're like all of a sudden in the middle of the mansion trying to get away from Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What did I miss? I, I don't care." And see, I, I laughed too when. Like the explosion went off and it just ripped Ken Marino's shirt off. <laughs> that was like funny. I don't know where it, yeah. it, it, and it flies off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, it's. Anyways, uh, next week, James won't be here. He'll be celebrating his birthday. Happy early birthday, James. Thank you. Um, we will be seeing The Girl on the Train. Oh, man. I love Emily Blunt. Do you love Emily Blunt? Of course, I love Emily Blunt. I also, I also like that, that, so that talented, ex- amazing young woman who was in Magnificent Seven. Um, she's just she, she's she's great in um, not Magnificent Seven. Probably Hardcore Henry is probably her best performance. Oh my! I want to hit you so hard. <laughs> that came out this year. Wow. It did. Wow! Yeah. What a what a dumpster fire of a film, man. Yeah, Kendall, are you looking forward to seeing the girl on the train? I am. I'm not sure. I don't like the trailer. No, the trailer I, bothers me. I, I, I don't a think it's a great trailer, I, but I've tried to stop watching trailers for the most part. I, I think I'm throwing that on oh, at man. everything at the go, Alamo. Go watch the trailer for Passengers. It's terrible. Oh, it's the worst. It's I watched so it, bad. Don't oh, watch the trailer for Arrival. There's a reason we woke up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's uh, with the girl on the train. I think because the movie is so twisty, mm-hmm. is what my wife told me. She read the book that I got for her. She always yeah. leaves that part out. <laughs> when she's talking to you, yeah. Um, but she, uh, I know the book is kind of like uh, Gone Girl, where it's really twisty and you don't really know what's going on. So I think that's fine if the trailer isn't that good. You know yeah. what I mean? If they're just oh, going to yeah. tell me, I'm like, yeah. Wait, I mean, I love the actress. So I'll see it. It's one of those movies that, I, like, I see the trailer and I can tell they don't quite know how to market it. Yeah, like absolutely. they know they have yeah. something good, but they're like, 
here, look at this. Yeah, and it doesn't have with a not great title. Yeah, and oh yeah, yeah, and it doesn't have the pedigree of you know David Fincher directing it, so you can't say you know from the director of Seven. Yeah, you know, so you just got to say, well, here's some shots. But they're stuck with the title because it's the title of the book, so you at least want to get the people who read the book. Yeah, it's 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 a tough it's a tough spot. Because yeah. they could have given it some amazing title like Edge of Tomorrow, <laughs> you know, like something that'll really bring people in. Every time I see that, and you know, my Blu-ray of it obviously says "Live, Die, Repeat." All right? Why the fuck isn't that the name of the movie? Oh man, yeah. because that movie is great. It's yes. so good. Also it's... starring Emily Blunt. Yeah, man. Also wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how great she is in Sicario? Oh, <sighs> it's amazing. She is. They're doing a. You know how they keep doing those like table read things where they mm-hmm. just. They never make a movie, and they just do it. She's playing um, Skylar in Goodwill Hunting. Oh, sweet! Ooh. Yeah. And, but you know, you know what she's filming right now? Mary Poppins. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <sighs> Isn't Lin Manuel Miranda in that? Maybe. I'm really excited. Oh, you know, he is. You're right. He, <laughs> right. he is in it. Is it that guy from Gossip Girl? Hamilton. Oh, okay. Maybe. <laughs> I'm kidding. I am messing with you. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Either. I didn't watch all of Gossip but, Girl, yeah. even though so, I did. I heart Emily Blunt. Yeah. Kendall, thanks for coming on. Don't make it yeah. here, okay? Thanks. Yeah. I know. You Seriously. Know, defend there will be blood against this. I'm going heathen. to. Uh. One day, uh, Steve came home, and my roommate was watching that in the living room, and then he came into our room where I was also watching it because we don't Cause, talk. Because you had nothing else to do with your life. You were I just like, you know. so much to do. And then I watched Inherit Vice afterwards. I'm going to go watch this wonderful oh, like no. collection <laughs> of B-roll that, uh, that they released to theaters a few years ago. So you like Inherent Vice, too? I love James, I love you, but you're Man, wrong. Man, sometimes <laughs> you just, you know, it's okay to like stuff other than your other significant other, just saying. we I was late here today because we were fighting about La La Land again. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And well, I, wouldn't, I, I won't let it go. Good. No, <laughs> don't. No, don't. That, that keeps relationships strong. Like, I'll tell my wife 31's a piece of shit to her face. <laughs> You're really ballsy, Ryan. Whoa. Good for you. Way to really be a, 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 a modern man. That's right. <laughs> you know, you know. She also cooked dinner. This is. Do you equality. think this house is clean by me? Pff, fuck no. My wife did it. Now it's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, that would be. It's not weird if it's true. <laughs> I didn't say uh, I was lying. You just assumed I was a good person. <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't mean weird like you're lying. I meant weird like. Wait, am I am I living inside of the Dick Van Dyke no, show? No, the, the, the true reason is, is <laughs> you know my wife. That was awesome. She can't sit still. My wife cannot sit still. Uh, fair, yeah. All right. And I'm like, relax. She's like, I am relaxing. Right. Ding, 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 ding. Well, it's because you keep leaving messes everywhere. Me? No, my little boy. Oh, and, that's right. That's and, right. And me. I always get confused. <laughs> I know, because we both have action figures. You guys look so alike. Uh, Yes, exactly. Anyways, Kendall, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful having you on, as always. Yeah. It's so much fun talking about... I'm sorry I didn't see the movie. I don't think think you are. (laughs) Just saying. Trust me, you're not sorry. It's a little too mainstream for Kendall. If, If it was Masterminds of La Cucaracha, then maybe. Maybe. That sounds great. Wow. <laughs> Not mad. Brad, do I have to start writing Masterminds of the Cucaracha now? No, they, it's called Joe's Apartment. They made it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice nice callback, Brad. Good job. Oh, that's right. Oh, remember when MTV made movies? Yeah. I think they still do, actually. They still do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's li- yeah. less obvious about it. All right. Bye. Bow, bow. Bye. Bye. 
Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds Podcast.